0: Log Talk Radio.
1: will never be the same again. And at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt.
0: Now you really seem to hear, it's a minute before you die, it's turning black, can you hear me, words from the Mount of Olives, the owls of Patmos too, tell them about your future, you your the ones he's speaking to, only I'm blinded by this world You can see what is the obvious Turn into one, the final eye Just what he thinks is right In his own eyes Ignore the truth Leaders talk about future war Is now just a push away Judgment is about to fall on men Only the judge Can stand the day Men led by evil spirits That come from the other side Lead men in, it's all written in His holy word, holy word. comes upon the lost time to waste. Run to the throne, drunk those lies of his age. Feels too smart to believe. greater future for the lust. Blind in passion, they call you to join them, Gone to the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul For a chance to receive his farm Oh
2: Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. You are our hero. You are our friend. We praise you and we thank you for your prayers. We thank you for the prayers of the cloud of witnesses. We thank you for the words that have been uh, coming down through uh, some uh, prophetic sources that have gotten back on target, at least for the time being. We praise you for that. Father, we thank you for all of the things that are happening around us that would keep us encouraged and on the edge of our seats. Father, we need to to be closer to you every second of the day, and we pray that you will accelerate our sanctification process, that you will outpour uh, just a super anointing and just an impactful anointing of the Holy Spirit gift of faith, the Holy Spirit gift of love. Uh, just uh, immerse us, Father, with your with the anointing of the presence of the Holy Spirit so that we are able to grow and draw in closer to you, completely and utterly surrendered and completely and utterly uh, immersed in trust for everything that you may have in store for our future, that we would just let it all go and let you be God. And we praise you, Father, for loving us as much as you do, because if you didn't we probably wouldn't even be alive today and and we thank you for the divine protection we can't see it but we know it must be there because we would have been destroyed by the evil one a long time ago and we just thank you father for that for the extra time although to, to many of us it feels like death by ten thousand cuts may be worse uh you know because it seems to be you know a lot of people are saying oh my goodness things are going so fast and then other other people's uh, you know many other believers are saying no no things aren't in, in my world they're not they don't don't appear to be going fast and so we're not all seeing things from the same viewpoint but that's okay we never do we praise you Father God for the unity we ask you in the name of Jesus that many 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 more of our brothers and sisters those those that are consumed by the uh, a deep down uh, hurting inside their heart for good news and they don't you know they don't want to think about the Olivet Discourse they don't want to think about being in the midst of Revelation chapter 6 they don't want to think about going through hard times so they gravitate over over to the pillow prophets, they gravitate over to the good news that they're hearing from those, uh, you know, that would would satisfy their itching ears. And Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you will help each one of us understand the incredible, the intense, the unquantifiable uh, blessing that you have given each one of us. We may not perceive it now as a blessing. We may be going through some really challenging times in our lives, but when we look back on it in the future, we know beyond any shadow of a doubt because it is a pattern that has been a part you uh, has been a part of our lives through you over and over and over again we have all many of us have suffered uh, many a cataclysm that never actually came true because we worried ourselves sick about things we shouldn't have worried about and we just father we just turn it all over to you we lay it at the foot of the cross lord jesus we know the days are going to be bumpy we've been planning uh in our own emotional state and 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 just sharing with each other through fellowship uh and Encouraging one another to prepare emotionally and prepare spiritually uh, uh more than anything for the days that we have ahead, and the best possible way we can do that is to draw in closer to you and to and to glorify and be joyful in all of the incredible promises of protection incredible promises that are that are given to only those of us who fear and trust you. And we thank you for that, and we ask you to draw us in closer, increase that anointing of trust, Father, in our hearts, so that we are able to know beyond any shadow of a doubt, just know it, not just believe it, but to know in our walk that we that you will make our, our path straight, that the place that we will be taken to will be a place that it, it just absolutely, uh, it may not seem like the most wonderful thing at the time, but it, it, could, it could be a fantastic inheritance increase in eternity. Let us understand that you are focused on our eternity and not the here and now, and we praise you for whatever you have in store for us. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that the days that we are in right now may uh, potentially accelerate. We ask you for... Or, uh to, to, to just keep please, in the name of jesus to move things forward uh but but not to leave any you know uh, of course you would never leave any unnecessarily behind and we pray that you will use us in Jesus' name, to be able to touch other people either through our prayers or uh, through direct um, uh, you know uh, touching them, filling up their gas tanks, paying for their groceries, whatever it is that we can do to bless Jesus and to glorify you, Father, let us let lead to us, place in front of us those people father god that 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 need our help, uh, whether it be the words that we say, uh, giving credit to Jesus for the for the uh, money that we give them for their groceries or filling their gas tank whatever we can do father help us lead us and place before us those who need that help that touch those who need the encouragement of knowing that this is all about Jesus coming and let us through the power of the Holy Spirit change their lives and hopefully their eternities forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and we thank you and now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think for I uh, think of according to the power that That works in us we praise your holy name lord jesus we pray that you will magnify that power in our walk and draw us in closer every single day no matter what trial or tribulation we go through both now and forever and ever we pray amen and thank you jesus hallelujah praise you father Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, I'll tell you what, there sure is a lot of stuff going on out there. But, you know, to a lot of us who've been uh, riding this tidal wave of end-times events... Uh, for 10 years plus or longer. I I know some people that have been like really intensely riding the waves even back into the 90s and further, but um, I I only uh, intermittently rode those waves back then. I was distracted by life big time uh, until, you know, I woke up through, uh, you know, about the 9-11 thing. That was the trigger for me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, uh, all the things that are happening across the world, they're continuing just as we suspected, just as we predicted. Praise God. Um, uh, You know, the rapture bubbles that we've, you know, it not. I don't think admonishes the right word, but given people fair warning uh, in regard to over the years have been exactly that, rapture bubbles. They happen when things get intense, when big changes take place on a global level, and then people start to, you know, kind of go like, there's going to be a rapture next week, or it's going to be next week, or, or, the, you know, you start hearing things like, uh, yea, saith the Lord of hosts, the ark door has closed. I mean, we've heard uh, thousands of these, I'm sure, by now, uh, since that. Uh, uh, around about uh, July, August of 2011, when we first did our, pro- uh, you know, the very first program, praise God. But anyway, you learn stuff, you know, over time. You, you, you know when the false alarms are being blown. You know when the believers start to believe that they're hearing from the Lord because of, you know, the the, the circumstances that are encircling them and the things that they're becoming awake and aware to, praise God. Um, but but also in the midst of that, you know, you're able to extract um, uh, patterns. And when you see those patterns repeating themselves over and over again, Again, you're able to step back from them and and say, wait a minute you know the rapture can't be next week because we haven't had second Thessalonians 2 come to pass there's no rapture until second Thessalonians 2 comes to pass the revealing of the antichrist you might say but i know who the antichrist is and everybody thinks they know it's donald duck mickey mouse whoever Walt disney but the thing is um you know i, I not definitely not something for us to separate and and get get frick, you know uh frisky with one another over it's just not all that important at the end of the day the scripture certainly does seem to apply imply in in second Thessalonians chapter 2 uh that um uh you know that we're pretty much gonna know um now there may be some believers out there that are you know pretty good believers uh in and and all that uh, but they may be they may have so much history you know you know, maybe uh, 40, 50, 60 years of history in churchianity that when the Antichrist does manifest fully, you know, when Satan incarnates in, in, inside of the body, uh, you know, when the abomination of desolation is found essentially standing inside the holy place, which is the body, that would be, uh, you know, let the reader beware. Then you would know, uh, you know, we we all ought to know at that point we're like, okay, this is it. You know, cause it, you know and then uh but that has to come the past it also has to have the strong delusion uh I God send a strong delusion so that they will believe the lie which is second Thessalonians uh uh you know 2 verse 11 so you've got the you know so so if you cut to the chase you basically have to have the manifestation of the antichrist so that the vast majority of believers say aha i mean i still have the article uh you know I, I, but anyway um you got to have that and you got to have uh the um the, uh, the the aliens. I mean, really, at the end of the day, and I'm not going to split hairs about all that stuff. I mean, there's quadrillions of life forms in the universe. There's, a, you know, a part of the, you know, the, the, the vast majority of the universe beyond the Orion Belt, where God said, can you loose the belt of Orion? Uh, can you guide the sons of Arcturus? You know, that was a direct reference. God was daring us. He knew that we could not. And that reference was to a point in the, there's some sort of a portal in the Orion Nebula uh, that is protected by God's uh, armies, and I, probably a lot more than that, uh, I'm sure some physics that our Heavenly Father has integrated there to prevent uh, any movement from this card and off area that we're trapped in, which is really just a kind of a hologram when you understand your quantum mechanics, quantum physics, you know, the particle physics, the bosons, the Higgs, the quarks, and all that kind of stuff. And when you understand that, then then Einstein's comment where he said, you know, we, we're all living in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one, was exactly accurate. All right, and that's that also aligns with the Apostle Paul's statement where he says, you know, uh, you, you see the things and you live in them into the things. I'm paraphrasing, that are temporal, okay, or temporary. But the things that you do not see, they are eternal. Praise God. So um, yeah, so it's all it's all very supported, um, you know, and that's pretty much where we are. But 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 when you look, you know, I don't like the split hairs. At the end of the day, I you know what I like to do. Now I I you know I, I admit. I've tossed a few books, uh, aside written by Christians that didn't capture the magnitude of God's creation, the trillions of life forms, the eternal realm that's on the other side of the Orion belt. Uh, you know, the, the multiverses that exist, uh, the, the, the untold number of dimensions that exist. Uh, it, it, it's so fantastic. At first you feel a little bit intimidated when your eyes and ears and you know, when your heart opens up to these things, because you're like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, you know, I, because we embrace scriptures like, you know, um, Uh, You know, uh, who art man that thou art mindful of him? Well, really, in the grand scheme of the quadrillions of life forms that are out there, uh, we are exceedingly special. Praise God. And we are being raised up. But it's a strict set of rules. It's tough. Uh, Many are called and few are chosen. You know, many uh, believers are, you know, borderline and um, and it's all over the Bible. And but we here's the cool part. We still have plenty of time. Don't let the devil talk you down. Don't let because the first thing is going to happen happen as soon as you show any type of weakness whatsoever, it's first the millisecond that you start to have doubts about your ability to be part of the barley harvest, that the the demons are going to swarm on you like a bunch of honeybees to a gigantic, uh, you know, a bunch of honey or whatever, you know, uh, you you, you will be overwhelmed. And then what will happen is because you opened up that negative thought, okay, renewing of your mind, you you opened up, you didn't hold every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians ten, five, six. You know, you you when you let that Open, you're letting your your guard down, and when you let your guard down in your heart, in your mind, uh, you know, as a man believes in his heart, or think is thinking in his heart, so is he. When you allow that to happen, they swarm on you, and then what you're going to feel like in your heart is that you're never going to qualify, you're never going to make it. What's the point? Maybe I'll just get a pup tent. Maybe I'll end up in a little apartment somewhere. I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to even get a, you know, one of those Thomas Kincaid country mansions. You know, and you start feeling down on yourself. You think to yourself, well. Not good enough. Well, you know what? When you read the parable of the talents and rewards, which is very uh, revealing in regard to that, in the parable of the talents and the rewards, the per, the person that went, you know, what I guess was given—I don't recall exactly—and I, I suppose I could, yeah, I'll go ahead and open it up. But anyway, uh, to the best of my recollection, I believe there was one person—you know—the person in the middle was given. Um, oh, good, it opened right up here. Let me see if I can find it. I'll read it to you because it's kind of cool. All right, here. Hold on a second. Matthew twenty. Let's see if it comes right up. It does. Cool. So the parable of talents and rewards is a little bit of an encouraging read for those of us who have made the mistake, raising my hand, raising my hand. Hey, listen, God makes me make mistakes. I don't know if he makes me make mistakes or if he leadeth me into the valley of the shadow of death. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, but I believe I I just know in my heart that God has put me through things and will probably put me through more things uh, so that I can fight my way through it, as miserable as it is at the time you're going through it, and then I can come back and say, look, cheer up a little bit, folks. You know, we need to get the negativity out. We need to spend more time in praise. Praise overcomes a negativity. We praise and we worship our Father, and not just, not just over the things that we've asked Him to, you know, for in our prayer time with Him, but also just because He's awesome. I mean, really, how can you like not praise God? How can you not like tell Jesus that he's your hero, you know? I love singing that song, that re- the refrain to that, uh, you know, to that in you know, the wind beneath my wings. I love singing that to the Lord. I love it. It just makes me cry every single time. And I just believe in my heart that it blesses him, and I want to bless him. And I think we all ought to. I think I think really there's we if we spent more time singing to Jesus and really praising I really think our sanctification process will exp- it will become expedited. I think it will be accelerated significantly because we want to be, you know, yes, we acknowledge that we're in a very dark time. Yes, we acknowledge that there's a lot of risk around us and we could have to go through some, you know, stuff that we don't want to go through. I mean, I can make a list probably the size of a legal tablet. So can all of us. Okay, amen. But but w- what we got to do is we got to get to that place where we're focusing the vast majority of our time toward enhancing our relationship with Jesus to become truly intimate with him and our father to to want and to yearn to spend time just praising him for how awesome he is when you go into that 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 stargate of praise there is energies that occur through the godhead through you through your prayers through the words that you're saying in praise that have incredible power that is far beyond our comprehension in the flesh and when until you know that and you put it into practice, you won't be able to reap the benefits of it, which are fantastic. Now, um, I have to fight it. And we all do. We all have to fight the flesh, just like Paul spent <laughs> you know, tons and tons of paragraphs explaining. But, um, um, you know, part of fighting that flesh is fighting our tendency to ricochet to the to the worst case scenario. You know, that's just our flesh. Our flesh looks, you know, at the things that are happening around us. And we say, oh, no, Wow, this could be really bad, and oh no, what's going to happen to me? And what am I going to do? Woe is me, kind of a thing, and um, and that's absolutely perfectly normal. Our fight and, fight or flight, you know, thing kind of kicks in. The DNA of being, you know, in a man and woman body, as part of our penitence, you know, our judgment. Psalm eighty two. Have I not said year? God's John ten thirty four. You know, we are going through this for a reason, and 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 ultimately, uh, providing that we, you know, when you're attacked by demons because you have chosen to be holy, you've chosen not to do bad things, you've chosen to be as, uh, you know, compliant with the with the Scripture as possible, you read the Bible, you know what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do, and you work very hard at it, and you try to steer yourself hard to away from those behaviors, and if you have habits, you fight them off, uh, and it may take you years, you know, but you don't stop fighting to, you know, you, you're always confessing of your sins every single day, multiple times a day, praise God, thank you, Jesus, because there's life and death and power of the tongue. And, and when you speak forth, that Jesus power moves through you and it is, um, you know, to tell your father you love him. Even if you don't feel like you love him as much as you ought to love him, you confess it because there's power in that. You say, Father, I love you, Father. I, that's what Charles and Francis Hunter did. And the, in the beginning of their books, they, they, they realized Charles and Francis Hunter, uh, you know, probably one of the most well-known divine healing uh, husband and wife teams in ever, ever in the world. Um, I've met him in Person, so is my family and stuff. Anyway, uh, they uh, you know, now they're both in heaven. But uh, they they explain in the beginning of their book that that they both realized that they did not really love God the way that. You know, with all their heart, their mind, and their soul. You know what I mean. And Jesus wasn't really their first love. I mean, they loved him, but you know, that's a heavy-duty statement right there. First love. You know, uh, he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy to, worthy of me. I mean, that's some really heavy-hitting words. So anyway, so um, they started to just tell Jesus and our heavenly Father every single day, "I love you. I 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 love you for this reason. I love you for that reason. I love you." Because because of this, and I love you because of that, and I love you, and and they just, and they said it took some time, but over time, because of their confession, and the power of the life and death, and the power of the tongue, and the power that was coming through Christ in them, and through the Holy Spirit, as they did that over and over again, over time, they absolutely did fall utterly and head over heels in love with our Father, head over heels in love with Jesus, and that just magnified over time. Now, I took a, a slightly different approach in my walk, and I spent a lot of two years on my knees, every single day, admitting to the Father, I don't think I love you enough. I don't think I love you enough. You know, Jesus, I don't think I love you enough. You know, I heard the testimony of Odin Hetrick taken to heaven 81 times, and how Jesus said that one little tear that fell out of your eyes captures how much you actually love me, and Odin was blown away by that. He was like, wow, Lord, I thought I loved you way more than that. So I want to come to that place where I'm obsessed with the Lord, I'm obsessed with Jesus, and I cannot think about, you know, I just want everything to be Jesus-centric, Jesus-focused, Jesus-prayers, Jesus-praise, Jesus-trust, Father-trust, all that kind of stuff, because we're coming up upon a time, and we're already kind of there, really, where um, we need to be there now. You know, we do, we don't really have that much time to burn, uh, dorking around. I know that there are people that are waking up right now. I know it, I, and I feel sad, because I know what happens. It happened to me 10, 11, 12, maybe even 15 years ago, really, when I think about it. But what happens is you, when you first awaken, you, this hunger comes over you to uh, the, the term they use is to discover the truth. The problem is you, saying that you're a truther is actually riddled with holes of logic. Okay, And the problem is, yeah, it's your truth, but it's not necessarily everybody's truth. What you will discover is you, if you put 10 truthers in a room, they're all going to disagree with each other. So, but that's kind of normal there you know everybody's in but the problem is when you become overwhelmed with that desire to try to figure out what the heck is going on around here I can't believe it and then it, it opens up the Pandora's box of a sort and then you find yourself in like 50 different rabbit holes chasing trying to figure things out and unfortunately the side effect of that is it takes up the vast majority of your time when at this time in the end times, biblical end times timeline, we don't have that luxury anymore. You're either going to be on either you, you yourself right now, you and your children, hopefully, and your loved ones. Hopefully you're bringing them along with you uh, if you can. But um, you need to be. Fallen in love, look, it, the first, it's the most important commandment of all. And believe me, the, the everything else falls into place when you fall in love with our Father. Everything falls into place when you fall in love with Jesus. All the other things, physician, heal thyself, your behaviors, your desire to walk in his will, your ability to trust him. Like Job said in Job thirteen fifteen. though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Wow, that that ain't some powerful words. Though they saw me in half, yet. I will trust them, though they kill my children, yet I will trust them. See, they're not killing your children. They're sending your children to heaven. You've got to see things through eternal eyes. If we don't divorce ourselves from the flesh right now and become utterly, totally in love with our Heavenly Father, in love with our eternity, and we can't the devil beat us up because we get some notion in our head that we're not going to be able to make it. And I'm going to share that with you in the parable of talents and rewards right now. All right, so notice that in the parable of the wise and foolish virgins, Jesus didn't even stop. You know, it just rolls. I mean, now, granted, maybe he did. I don't know, you know, because you you can't really derive all the details of things. But it kind of seems almost as if he spoke the parable of the wise and foolish virgins, and then without even stopping for a moment, it just kind of feels like he went right away into the parable of the talents and rewards, which, by the way, means, would indicate, or through implication, that um, he said, him, said them back to back because he wanted the wise virgins out there to realize that Jesus doesn't want us sitting on our hands. But you've got to understand the power of your prayer, okay? So I, I, I try to read this as much as I possibly can on the prayer vigil. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, it, I have to follow the leading of the Lord and the Holy Spirit during the prayer vigil and everything. But in the beginning of it, I always like to read this little excerpt from the book, Mighty Prevailing Prayer by Wesley L. Duell. All right, now, uh, and this is an excerpt from that book. Intensified Prevailing Prayer is God's or now understand these words? These these adverbs and adjectives are very 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 important. If you miss these adjectives and adverbs, you're missing the whole point. Praise God. All right now, and thank you, Sister Vera, for that. Uh, praise God. Now I, I'm going to have to turn off that because I got the sound coming through the computer, so I just turned off the little one ringy dingy, two ringy dingy. But thank you, thank you for that feed, feedback, Sister Vera. God bless you. All right now, let's see here. There we go. Now listen in Intensified prevailing prayer, intensified prevailing prayer is God's ordained law, God's ordained law and method for implementing his redemptive plan in this age until Jesus returns. It is the highest, it is the holiest, and it is the mightiest effort of which a child of God is capable. It is God's chosen way to bring heaven's power heaven's resources, and heaven's angels into action upon the earth. Charles Spurgeon says, He who knows how to overcome with God in prayer has heaven and earth at his disposal. Intensified prayer is clothed with the might of God himself. Okay, let's uh, juxtapose that uh, against uh, Isaiah 43:25, where our Heavenly Father says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions, for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Keep me in remembrance and let us work together. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. So there's a call to uh, 1 John 1:9. If we confess of our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It doesn't say anything about holding us accountable and beating us up over it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, anyway, so if you go back uh, to the um, uh, parable of the talents and rewards, you, you can you can derive some interesting things here. So pe- we are very hard on ourselves, which is good, which is good. It's good to be hard on yourself, but not too hard on yourself. When you are letting the devils swarm you like a beehive, and they're just peck, 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 pecking, fiery dart after fiery dart, and you're getting down in the dumps, and you're like, wow, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't. I just. Don't think I can possibly stand the the rigor. I got uh, my family, that my wife. Oh my gosh, and all these things happening to me. I just don't. I just can't. I just, uh, you you know, when you're like that, you basically what you're doing is you're you're just putting little bitty targets all over your body, so the fiery darts know exactly where to hit. You have got to. Take control of that situation and rebuke it. I rebuke these negative thoughts. I am a child of God, and I am a fellow sufferer, because if I was not being beaten to a fruit-juicy pulp by these demons, I wouldn't be feeling like this right now. And it's because I love the Lord Jesus Christ, because I desire to make him happy and to please him and our Heavenly Father, is why I am being beaten down by these demons and that is suffering for Jesus, hallelujah, and that's a wonderful thing for you, because all of us all of us So first thing you got to know is prayer is the most important power that we were given in all the universes forevermore. Amen. Don't never let yourself be caught saying, well, I've tried everything I can, so I guess I'll I'll just have to resort to prayer. No, you should have been praying three weeks prior to that and getting the problem taken care of and praising Jesus. Because remember, Abraham, at the very last second, did God come up, you know, real early today? abraham and say okay you don't have to kill isaac no he waited till the very last second and that's what he's going to do with you that's why you've got to focus your eyes on jesus and you got to praise him you got to say i thank you for mark eleven twenty three. i thank you for john 13, uh, 14 12 13 and 14 and i know you're going to come through hallelujah thank you jesus and you stand on that and you take joy from it but you do not let these demons fi- bring you down and now i'm going to share this with you for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling through a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them now remember it says the kingdom of heaven is like a man so already we are uh, paralleling the, the these words this parable of the talents we're paralleling it we're aligning it we're harmonizing it with Jesus and heaven okay and it says and he says and to one he gave 5 talents okay this is a denomination of money okay essentially Uh, I love that it says talents, though, because you can kind of like, you know, tongue in cheek sort of say, hey, what talents do I have that I can use for Jesus? You know, maybe I can play uh, guitar for the old folks home and and get them to sing Jesus songs and maybe win some more souls that way. There's so many things we can do. But anyway, um, one, he gave five talents. Another one, he gave two talents. Okay, check it out. That's the one in the middle. That's the one I want you to focus on. And the other one to each according to his own ability and. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received the two talents, the person in the middle, focus on that, gained two more also. Okay? Good. And he who had received one talent went and dug, dug and hid it in the ground. He hid the Lord's money, it says there. In other words, you knew about salvation. You knew about salvation, but you didn't do anything about it. Okay. As a matter of fact, Penn, uh, let me see if I can pull this up here real quick. Um, hold on a second. Uh, P-E-N-N. All right. I'm scrolling in here. Uh, do you have someone? Okay. Wait a minute. No. Uh, Jill... Is that it? How much do you have to? Yeah. Hold on a second. Pen um Okay, one of them is 59 seconds. One of them is 33. Let me play the 59 second one. I hope this is the right one. Okay, here we go. This is this is a confirmed, outspoken atheist known as Penn Jillette, and this is uh, you know they're they're the great magic debunkers and things that work in work in Vegas and all that. But this is what Penn Jillette said in regard to somebody who used to follow him to a lot of his uh, you know uh, performances, and was uh, kind of Bible thumping and trying to get him to give his heart to jesus why anyway this is what he says
1: about listen to this and he looked me right in the eyes and he was truly complimentary it wasn't in any way it didn't seem like empty flattery he was really kind and nice and sane and looked me in the eyes and talked to me and then gave me this bible How much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that?
2: Wow. Wow. I mean, I don't think you can make the letters big enough to capture the magnitude of that wow. And that's coming from a confirmed atheist. How much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them? If you don't find that convicting, well, I don't know. But anyway, focus on the middle talents—the one that the, the, the fellow that was or whoever that was given two of the talents. Okay, what's fascinating? So anyway, um, I'll just go on and read the scripture. So he who had received five talents came and bought five other talents, saying, "Lord, you delivered me—you me, know—five talents. Look." I've gained five more talents besides them. So those are souls that you see because you were given this really cool news that we could, like, you know, have eternal life and so much more even. Uh, Verse 21, and his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Now, close attention here. Enter into joy. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Okay, verse 22. He, he also, who had received two talents, just two, came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Now, Five talents? Two talents? Did Jesus say anything different to the person with two? Did Jesus say anything different to the person with five? Did Jesus make a big fuss over the person with five versus the person with two? And the answer is absolutely not. When you go and you compare this okay, uh, to the um, – to, uh, and I'll go right to it uh, – 1 Corinthians um, 13 – let me see if I got this right. No, 1 Corinthians 3, and I, I think it's right, right about 14. Let's see if that comes up. All right, yep, 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 yep. Here it is. Let me scroll up a little bit. All right, hallelujah. So again, that, that, so when, you're, when you are spiritually discerning the Scripture, which it, it's a journey, it's a journey. You really have to read, you know, I specialize in the New Testament, the New Covenant, the new eternal contract. Why wouldn't you want to specialize in that? It doesn't mean that you don't want to be super excited about the things in the Old Testament, because you should. But my specialization, I, I lean very heavily on the new contract, the new eternal contract, all right, because it supersedes the Old. All right. Now, anyway, so here you have a parallelism. Okay, this is where the it aligns directly to what I just shared with you regarding the five talents versus the two talents. You know, why wouldn't Jesus make so much a greater fuss over the person with five versus the person with two? Huh? Well, let's take a look here in First in Corinthians chapter three, where Jesus is talking about our heavenly rewards. Okay. So I start with verse 11. He says, for no other foundation can anyone lay that than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation, the foundation of Jesus Christ, with gold and silver and precious stones. uh Uh-oh, wait, here's a big shift. Gold, silver, precious stones, but now it shifts. It goes wood, hay, and straw. Hmm, big difference between gold, silver, and precious, stones, and wood, A, and straw. Each one's work, these are behaviors and things that you do, kindness, love, time in prayer, uh, praying for the lost, um, you know, out, and everything has got to come from love. So you've got to really push into the Lord. You've got to fall totally in love with the Lord, fall totally in love with Jesus, and then... Uh, over time, your heart will change, and things you you just won't be able to stand seeing somebody suffer. You won't be able to stand it. It'll kill you, you. Your your compassion will overwhelm you because it will be Jesus inside of you. Because anything that you do because you think you're going to get a reward, you will not get any credit for it at all. Period. And by the way, that's covered in multiple places in the Bible, but especially in 1 Corinthians chapter, the, the, around about the end, or in the mid-to-end mid point of chapter th- 13, okay? But anyway, um, now, so each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work, of what sort it is now. If you look up the word "sort" uh, in the Greek, you can fi- you will quickly discover, especially if if you have an enhanced Strong's dictionary, etc., you will quickly discover that the word "sort" is synonymous with the word "quality." So it isn't about you know, we imagine everything to us is bigger is better. If I have, you know, all these wonderful th- things here on the earth, or whatever, you know, that's what we think. We think that somebody standing up at a pulpit is going to have. Oh my gosh, the, their mansion is going to be so huge. You know, a lot of that. A lot of them. it it's not. Doesn't work like that. God rewards us for the little things that we do in private. The time that we spend in prayer, praying for I. I don't know why, but it just came out. You know, I pray all the time for people, even people that have passed away. Why wouldn't I? There's no place in the Bible that says I can't. And there's plenty of indications, and I've heard testimonies of people that were literally taken out of hell because people were praying for them. Man taken out of heaven, for that matter. (laughs) So many people praying for them to come back that the Lord told the person that was already in heaven because they died. He said, "Well, you know, every you got got like fifty people down there praying their eyes out that you're going to come back, and you know, I got I got to send you back." And (laughs) I can imagine being the guy and going, "Oh man, how come they have to like me so much?" But anyway, praise God. But the key word here is sort. Okay, so the the problem is we somehow. Equate our lives and our challenges and lives and, and the, the, uh, the lot that we've been given in our life, our, our children and our walk. And, you know, maybe the time that you spend with your children and the time you spend teaching them about Jesus is a major part of your calling. Maybe the times that you go to uh, a Christian camp with them Uh, and you touch and, you know, you touch and give and you love upon the people and you set extremely great, wonderful Jesus examples of the right way to be. And, you know, you cannot even imagine the amount of fruit that that can bear. What about those times that maybe you thought, hey, I'm just going to wear my big, bright red Jesus ball cap over to that event, and I'm going all the unbelievers that see the name of Jesus, you know what? It injects a thought into their heads so that Acts 2.21 uh, could come true for them someday, where blood, fire, and vapor of smoke, and all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If they know his name, oh, they remembered that big, bright, red, obnoxious ball cap over at the picnic with the white letters that said Jesus on it because you chose to wear it. The thing is, we are very hard on ourselves. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with examining yourselves with a critical eye and trying to be as in alignment with God's will as possible. But there's everything wrong without everything wrong with failing to acknowledge and rebuke the demons of darkness, rebuke any negative thoughts, praise God for your victory, thank him for it, thank Jesus for helping him to make you fall in love with him, thank the Father for helping him to make you fall in love with him, thank, just throw yourself in absolutely uh, without, you know, no abandon whatsoever, throw yourself at the Lord with all of your heart, and never, ever, ever let, The darkness inject a fiery dart into your brain that makes you think for a millisecond that you are somehow unworthy. That is absolutely ridiculous, and it is their primary goal. All right, so rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You know, and and just look what a wonderful gift it is for all of us. Okay, to be allowed. Look, I I I'm dealing with some hard stuff, man. It's it's so hard. I can't even hardly think about it. It's so hard, and because it terrifies. Me and um and and I have to totally trust God to just make a miracle happen because I can tell you it's significantly hard enough that. The outcome, you can imagine, a very negative outcome. And I rebuke it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus It is in Jesus' hands. I have given it to Jesus, and I know that he is not a man that he would lie. Therefore, if I pray for it and I praise God for it, then I know that I'm going to receive it. And if I'm not going to receive it, I'm going to receive something even better. Thank you, Jesus, because that is our God. Hallelujah. And that's how you should feel about your walk. That's how you you don't let them drag you into the pit. Because what will happen is, as a result, you will become unfruitful. You'll go into the woe is me mode. I'm never going to be able to measure up. I'll never make the barley harvest. I'll never make the first one. I'm like, wow, talk about giving a big old nicely wrapped Christmas present to Satan. That's exactly what he wants. Forget that. Rebuke him. Go against it and praise God with all of your heart, mind, and soul. Praise him and thank Jesus because you know what? You're going to get it. You're going to receive it. It might not even be on this earth. But that, who cares about the stuff that's going to happen on this earth? Anybody who cares about this earth, forget about the stuff on, on this earth. It don't mean nothing. Now, granted, I would like to be able to live in a place where I'm comfortable in my big, fat Hawaiian shirt wearing... can sit on some comfortable chairs. I really don't want to sit on rocks, and I don't want to get bit by, uh, you know, uh, red ants and stuff, living as a homeless person out there. Okay, so I, you know, pray for my dwelling place, and I pray that God will sustain me and all those other things. I, I, you know, there's a certain degree of ugly I really don't want to go through if I don't have to. And there's nothing wrong with praying and asking for additional help, you know, in, in, in every part of our lives. But what you definitely don't want to do is become impotent because you have allowed the demons of darkness to drag you into the pit and make you feel hopeless like you can't make it because that is just a bunch of baloney and what a gift it is right now hallelujah to be alive today think about how much more of an advantage you have right now over millions of christians in the united states of babylon the great not that you shouldn't be praying for them because you should but by knowing these things brethren how blessed are you, because the vast majority of the people that are sitting in the pews in the churches, the thousands, the tens of thousands of churches, tens of, t- tens, of tens of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of churches that are all over the United States of Babylon the Great, the vast majority of them have no clue what we're talking about right now. The very fact that you have been given this gift of understanding puts you on a whole nother level. The opportunity is absolutely astonishing. It's beyond our wildest comprehension. That's why you have scriptures out there that say things like, you know, um, that we can't possibly imagine what God has stored up for those of us who love him. Which means that it's even greater than the testimonies of those who have come back from heaven. Imagine that. So we have so much to look forward to, praise his holy name, no matter what you're going through, no matter how dark it is, no matter how miserable you feel, because I can tell you, I've been there, I've done that, and I have not arrived, okay? I've, you know, I've metaphorically grabbed myself a rope because my fingernails were given out, holding on to the Jesus bumpers that was going into the Revelation chapter 6 parking lot, okay? I don't know what point that we go from the beginning of sorrows into sorrows, but I do praise God for some of the prophecies that have come out as of late, now, I will admit uh, that i 've been b- very careful with prophecies to say the least uh, uh, you know because of the seducing spirits that obviously were released around two thousand and sixteen because just about everybody that was prophesying pretty darn good uh, and in alignment with the scripture um, i don 't know things just started to go awry and and uh, and they 're not normal right now they 're not even normal as we speak but I've been, pre- Father, in the name of Jesus, please, your, your children, your servants, we need a word that's actionable. We, need, we don't need to know that the end times are upon us. We don't need to know uh, that, that we need to repent. We don't need to know these things, Father God. Uh, your, your servants, the ones that are on the front line right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we need edification. We need to understand where we are. We need to understand that you're there for us. We need guidance through your servants, the prophets. And I've been praying this for, I don't know, about six months periodically. And I saw a shift, and I mentioned this on the prayer vigil on Friday, and I'm going to mention it again. Okay, so the first one is, uh, well, both of these are from Sister Glenda Lomax at Wings of Prophecy. And I was so happy to see this uh, shift in the words, because this is what I was precisely what I was asking our Heavenly Father for. All right, and the first one was uh, entitled, Above All. And it says, many of my children prepare now for what is to come. You were wise to prepare for the future, my children. But did you consider you will not be present in that time? You who strive to do all of my will, you who work tirelessly for me, and by the way, that includes fervent prayer who have laid down fleshy desires to obey me <laughs> oh man how many of us are like sitting alone most of the time yeah I mean it's just it's, it's you know the sacrifice is fantastic um, those of you who have led many souls to me and you can't quantify it you don't know how many people's lives you're, you've touched over your whole life you who will you will be here with me Jesus safe from the evil that is coming for I do not desire you would witness it Above all I desire you would lead more souls to me. You can do that through prayer. This is more needful than preparing for a time that you will not see. Now this particular prophecy is a absolute fantastic example of a prophetic word which was given to a select few on the earth. Okay? And um, clearly, beyond any shadow of a doubt, this was directed toward the barley harvest, the first fruits harvest, the first fruits rapture, the, the first watch rapture. Uh, you know, uh, this is the first evacuation mission, okay, of the saints. And you heard what the conditions are. You who strive to do my will, who work tirelessly for me, and that can be in prayer well, and confession, because you got to be cleansed you know you got to be constantly examining yourself uh you know confessing of your sins as soon as they happen and uh you know and asking god to forgive you you want to stay in a constant state of purity which requires a constant it's constant 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 all day long all day all 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 day long it's not once a day it's all day long you who have laid down fleshy desires to obey me you're not watching porn on a computer anymore are you Good for you. All right? All right. Um, you who will be here with me, safe from the evil that is coming, for I do not desire you would witness it. Praise God. So th- there's our list of things that we need to be working toward. But we also, again, follow the prerequisites that I that I tossed out there because I've been down that alley. I've been down that, that, that dark road. I know what it's like to get go through all the awful stuff that you have to go through and I'm probably have to go through more. And 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 it's and and yes, we should rejoice. We should rejoice uh for the trials and tribulations that we have to go through. You know, we, we're not supposed to think these fiery trials that are to try us are, you know, like something strange is happening to us. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to praise God for it because we are told in the scripture that we're gonna go through it. Period. End of story, you're going to. And if you're not, you better get on your knees now. If you're going through good times right now, something's awry. Okay? praise god get on your knees say father chasing me now correct my course get me back on the narrow path whatever i need to do because the devil ain't going to attack you if you're on an eight-lane freeway going straight to hell right now and you got unforgiveness in your heart and all that other nonsense that you got to get rid of praise jesus hallelujah so folks it's time to look at the advantage that we've been given look at the advantage and knowledge and wisdom and the things that are happening across the world for us to even realize that we are currently in the middle of the revelation chapter six and these things are unfolding in parallel for us to to realize that we are in the middle of the Olivet Discourse and they're progressing forward at incredible speed. Yes, we might be around here for a couple of more years. Yes, it could drag on a lot longer than any of us would even want to think about for like a nanosecond i get it we're tired we're worn out we're everything that the bible says hallelujah thank you jesus but we got to remember we got to embrace praise thank you jesus and push through push through do not give up do not let because i know people i know people and they flopped themselves down on an easy chair and said i can't get there i'm just not going to be worthy nothing i can do is going to be good enough and i'm like where did you get that All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Now I'm going to read another prophecy that also was an answer to my prayers, I think. And um, it says, also from Glinda at Wings of Prophecy, and it says, rest now. My children, rest a little while, while you can, for the enemy has begun his plan to truly wear you out. And when I read that, I was thinking to myself, okay, if I get any more worn out, I'm just going to throw myself in the middle of the cul-de-sac and just take a big fat nap. <laughs> you know, Because I'm like, but anyway, you know, but uh, I guess there's more common. Then it says, already many of you feel weary. Uh, that would be a big ten-four. <laughs> okay? As though you cannot keep going. <laughs> yup. Uh, yet you must. You are all so very close to the finish line. Do not abandon the race. Your rewards are just ahead. Hold fast to your faith in me that man may not take your crown. All of heaven is cheering you on and you shall know great honor when you arrive here. In your forever pup tent. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, that was a slip of the tongue. It was a Freudian thing. In your forever, uh, Thomas Kin. Look, I, I'm shooting. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a Thomas Kincaid. Nice, pretty little house, wherever in the country mansion area. If I make that, I am going to be super-duper-duper happy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I think we all should. But you know what? We might all, if we push in right now and take advantage of this extra time that we have on the earth and help more people spend more time in prayer, praying for the lost, if we do that now, What a great blessing it is to still be alive right now that we can and do it out of love. Pray for love. Love, 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 love. All you need is love. You need it. You need it. And then all of your works, all of your behaviors, all of the nice things that you do for the people in Walmart when you're paying for their food, when you're putting gas in somebody's tanks, you say it's coming from Jesus because it darn sure ain't coming from you. That's for sure. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and uh, my uh, secretary, her name is – I can't tell you because she'll start talking to me again. She just gave me heads up that now it's time to bring on – speaking of which – by the way, speaking of which, um, we're talking about the wonderful, wonderful things that you can do that are all a part. We're all a part of one body. Not everybody is called to go over and, uh, into Africa and run for their lives from very hungry lions, um, you know, uh, not – Everybody is called to go to Idrie Island and, uh, you know, run for their lives away from Cape Buffalo. But some people are, and we can help. And praise Jesus for that. What an awesome, there you go. There's that great opportunity, though. Each one's work will be tested by fire of what sort it is. Here you go. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Brother Sammy Mwangi. And we're so blessed to have him. He's just been really doing awesome stuff. Brother Sammy, are you there?
3: I'm
2: here, John. Buona Asafiwe. Buona Asifiway. You know what, brother? I don't know, man. I don't know if you got room for me on one of them planes over there, but I, I'm, I'm about getting sick of hanging out here in Babylon the Great. I might have to go over there and challenge some Cape Buffalo. Oh, what let, what, what, let what let do you go. think they'll do? What do you think they'll do if I bring, like, a red cape and go, Come on, big boy! <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe I better not. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, have keep, you'll have to keep you have to keep
3: alive for a
2: while. I know, right? Run!
3: Yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: Go ahead. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead.
3: Wow, thank you, thank you so much, John. It's always always great to have an opportunity to give some updates uh, to our listeners, and uh, I'm actually delighted that some people tell me, you know, we 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 enjoy the updates that you give through John the Baptist. So. I get those comments, and I'm always happy to come back and give some updates. Uh, I want to say, first of all, I had a trip to Moldova uh, last month. Moldova just borders Ukraine, and it was a great, great opportunity. God allowed us to serve, especially the refugees coming from Ukraine, and just to understand how they move in those countries and why they take a little time in Moldova and then go to other countries because Moldova is not part of NATO and all these things. So understanding the geopolitical situation in the eastern part of Europe. And um, we had an opportunity to serve them, to preach to them. Uh, 400 people, uh, we served 400 people with the food and other items. 300 patients uh, during the medical camp that we had for a whole week. And 150 people gave their lives to Christ. That was the most enjoyable moment, you know, just seeing people coming from difficult situation and now surrendering their lives to Christ. Who knows what happens when they go back to Ukraine or other parts of the country as they look for a place to to be. Um, it was very emotional to listen to those stories. You know, I, I remember this guy who told me about his family and how they were Uh, separated, the wife went her way with the child, and he went through to Turkey and then flew to Moldova. And they met in this small city called Kupcin, uh, where I was, and it was so joyful. But also just seeing the pictures, somebody shows you, says, this was my house. It was bombed down, shows you a video of that. Then, you know, it's very, very emotional. But just seeing that God has saved them and kept them from, you know the Russian you know crazy things going on there, and God has given them an opportunity. and then sharing the gospel with them, and I had Bibles in Russian language and Romanian language, which are the main common languages in Moldova, I was very, very encouraged, and thank you everybody for calling that mission trip in Moldova and just um, and your continued support. Uh, the other update I wanted to give is about Rwanda. Rwanda is one of the countries that we are working in. It's a country that is progressing well. Uh, and one of the things we've done there is to work with the women who have no education. They asked that we help them with a vocational uh, training center. And we just started with nine women who, uh, who are pygmies there. They call them the Twa, which is, again, the name for the pygmies there. In Rwanda, because of the genocide, they don't really like to talk about tribes, you know, the Tutsi and the Hutus, but also the twa the is a small tribe of 1%. So they don't really mention those names very much nowadays. But anyway, 2020, when the COVID was starting, I was in Africa. I went there, started this school in March, but immediately after I left again, it was closed. 2021, the women continued again. And uh, two weeks ago, we had the joy to graduate nine of them and, um, John, I have some pictures there. They, they made their own dresses. Uh, the one year of study. They're were, they were able to make uniforms for their children. They are making dressings for the kids. Um, and it's so much joy. And they just requested me, if I can get them three machines, they will start a business as for themselves, the nine of them. And it's just so exciting to see their lives that are being changed. And what we've decided to do is to uh, enlarge that school a little bit. Uh, We had four sewing machines. We'll increase that to 10 so that we can take 20 students at a time. So if we have 20 in the morning and 20 in the afternoon, then those will be 40 students. Because we've already enrolled uh, 40 students, uh, but we'll divide them between morning and afternoon so that they can also do other things, they are family people. Uh, Then the other update, so one is Moldova, second one is Rwanda and the women and the joy, and the other one is Idri Island. John talked about it. Idri Island is um, in Lake Kivu, right in Congo, a very difficult place to be in. There are no vehicles, (laughs) no electricity, nothing. So when we get there, we don't get to communicate until we get out of that place. Uh, But, you know, this school that we are building, kids who have not had opportunity, We did the first three classes, completed. Now we are doing the other three classes so that we can complete six classes for the kids to go there. And we are still, um, you know, continuing on well. We still need some more finances and prayers, but that is working well. The last uh, update I wanted to give is that um, when I was in Kenya, uh, there was a local organization that requested us to help do free uh, cancer screening because a lot of Kenyan women are getting these cancers I don't know whether it's lifestyle or whatever is going on now but one out of seven women tested have has had cancer so what we are doing now is to do uh, screening so that when they are detected are stage one two you know they can be um, they can be treated quickly and without any complications and yesterday uh, several hundreds of women came. I haven't gotten the exact number because it was just done yesterday, but I'll give numbers later. But we had so many uh, people come there, even just testing for uh, for sugar levels and blood pressure, you know, things that we take for granted. You know, you can even do it in your own home. But some people have never tested um, or screened for these kind of things, you know, the physical vitals. And yet, when they discover that, you know, some of them are pre-diabetic and they can take care of their bodies with lifestyle and eating. And so we were able to do that to several hundreds of people. Um, so those are the updates that I wanted to give. But I want to give you some immediate prayer needs. Uh, one of them is uh, two things about Pakistan. First of all, I have a trip there next month in October. I have uh, going there with two other gentlemen from Texas whom um, invited to go with me. And um, we look forward to ministering in Karachi, Hyderabad, Gujirawara. So we'll actually take a flight, well, in in uh, Pakistan from Karachi to Lahul and then drive for another two hours to the villages there. We need your prayers. Uh, there three times I've been there, this will be my fourth one. So many people are actually coming to our meetings now. They know us now. And we see thousands of people coming to the meetings, and we love that. Uh, But also we are happy because they don't just attend now. We started Bible study groups. We have um, about 10 of them now. We hope they'll increase to 15. They have the discipleship book in their own old language. So we really thank God so, so much. And um, just keep us in prayer about that trip coming next month. And also, while we are there, and even before we go, we are we have a lot of requests because of the devastating floods in Pakistan. You know, 33 million people affected, uh, over 1,000 1,200 dead already, and so many things happening because of that catastrophic um, flooding. And so, as a ministry, we feel that you know that's an urgent help. They're asking for tents for shelter, food, clothing, medical care you know, safe drinking water, you know, the things that we just take it for granted, it's really needed there. And today, you know, any any help will, will do. Um, and so those are the, the the prayer items is for Pakistan, then the EG school, which we continue to build, and also the sewing center that I mentioned. And the last prayer item, the fourth one, is the farming needs. Uh, we are helping 300 farmers in Burundi, uh, which is Burundi is now there. So when we help these farmers, to make a difference to their families and their neighbors. And, and, and we want to ask you, prayerfully, just consider continuing to support PIPES International. And, of course, I haven't mentioned the many other programs that go on with the discipleship, the feeding, the education, small businesses, the women that are still going on with all those things going on. But I think I must say that it's through John, Tribulation Now Radio, that we've gotten so much help And touching so many lives, seeing people getting saved, seeing families having some food, and especially helping the children with education, it's also important for us because we know that changes their lives for a long time. And also helping in disasters like the Pakistan flooding and the hunger that is going on right now in Africa. It's through you, John, and all the wonderful partners and listeners that have continued to help us uh, donating through Pipes International, P I P E S Pipes International, that we are able to help in so many ways and spread the gospel and share love and shine for Jesus. So thank you so much and um I can't kind of appreciate more John for how God is using you to be a blessing to us. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much too and Sammy also I, I know you pray for me sometimes and uh, and I just pray I pray for you guys too. Uh, you know, the world it's no surprise to you that the world is getting a little bit darker. It seems like uh, every month, if not every week and um and uh and things are getting a little tenuous out there and um, you know, I just thank God for the for the time that you take to pray for all of us as well. So, thank you so much yep. brother Sammy. The work that you guys have done over the years, the, you know, again, I mentioned a uh, long time ago and it merits repeating. The brilliance, uh, you know, Holy Spirit brilliance that uh, came over you when you decided to create discipleship evangelism books to help people mm-hmm. to share the good news of Jesus. Because that, as you know, reinforces their walk and makes it exceedingly mm-hmm. less likely that, they're sl- that they would slip back into their pagan practices, which is what John G. Lake was uh, mm-hmm. so... Gr- bereaved over um in his letters uh, from Africa he had he was bereaved in tears because when he would come back to the the same groups the same tribes that he had uh you know he, he and his team had saved through the blood of Jesus the, he discovered that they had fallen back into a lot of their old traditional pagan practices and he was just gushing in tears over it and by virtue of you guys you know creating discipleship books in the local languages of the people, and, and and just, you know, you're just launching forward Jesus and enabling mm-hmm. the people to do, to do the work for Jesus uh, in their own mm-hmm. areas, and that, that's just what a blessing, brother. God bless you. Thank you for all of the things okay. and the creativity and the love that you have for these people because, you know, it, I don't think any of us could... I mean, how long has it been? Hey, listeners out there, let's get a praise offering for Jesus. How long has it you been that you walked through a place like on your way to Edry Island where you can't even keep your shoes on because the mud sucks them off the bottom of your feet? Now, let's hear a praise offering for Jesus. for that. Ah, yes, a big fact. Nobody did. That's right. okay yeah, take a look at some of those videos on pipes, P-I-P-E-S, international dot O-R-G, org. It's just amazing. It's places where... You know, even other missionaries wouldn't want to go, (laughs) you know, because there's, Mm -hmm. like you said, there's nothing there, brother. God bless you, man. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you.
3: Amen. Thank you so much.
2: Amen. God bless you all for being so kind to help them and to spend as much time in prayer for them as possible. We all need as much prayer as we can get. Hallelujah. All right. And on that note, kids, are you ready? All right. We're about to get into the news here. we got to kind of put the old uh, turbochargers on here because we've got uh, Brother Zen and uh, Dr. Joy coming on uh, at uh, in about 45 minutes. All right, kids, if you have 15 cows and five goats, what do you have? I see Spanky over there scratching. It looks like he's doing calculus equation on his little tablet over there. No, it's not numerical. 15 cows and five goats, what do you have? Plenty of milk. (laughs) All right. 15 and All the milk. He has a lot of milk. All right. Good job. Milk does the body good. All right. Next one up. Especially when it doesn't have, like, all kinds of strange, you know, satanic injections and creepy weirdness put into it. All right. But, of course, you know, if you give anybody out you know, pure milk, well, then the feds will come down upon you like they are the Amish. And don't tell me we're not in the end of the end of the end of times. If they're going after the Amish, it just doesn't get any more sickening than that. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, how do chickens dance? How does a chicken dance? I know you're probably thinking of some YouTube you looked at. They dance chick the chick. <laughs> <laughs> Here, chicky, chicky, chicky. <laughs> All right. All right, kids, one more. What do you call a laughing p- piano? What do you call a laughing piano? Hmm? Think hard. Huh? A Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yamaha, Yamaha makes some really good stuff, good stereos, good instruments, all kinds of – well, anyway, praise God. And on that note, let's head into the news.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over.
2: All right, praise God. And the headline of this is: thirty-five Trump allies were served with warrants and subpoenas. Pretty much about the same time as uh, they were slamming down a Mar-a-Lago and everything else. Which, by the way, blows the the whole claim that they were actually you know it, it was it was a strategic move on on the, the global satanic crime syndicates agenda it was it was planned and so they're they're trying to play it down like it's like innocent and, you know they actually had a legitimate reason for and, and you know and all that but listen to this i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna steal the thunder first from steve bannon all right so anyway here goes
4: yesterday was one of the best days of my life it was a very powerful spiritual day for me it was uh, a lot of things were you know came into high clarity it was I was totally in the zone, as you say, in sports the entire time. And, uh, you know, they're not going to shut me up. We see, it is, You saw from the demonic speech that Biden gave in Philadelphia, exactly that this is a dying regime. That was a primal scream. And here, what they're trying to do, no matter who it is, Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago, there were 35 FBI raids yesterday, right? Handing out, there's another grand jury uh, coming together on January 6th, the, the Washington Post reported it. They just reported a couple of names. There were 35 senior members of MAGA, uh, Republicans, supporters of Donald Trump, uh, that were roll. You know, the FBI rolled in on, right? When they didn't need to do it. Remember, all these people have lawyers. All their lawyers are very well known. No, Putin's Gestapo has got to show up at their door, and uh, and make a big display of this. So there's so much going on that people don't even know at so many levels, on uh, trying to put people in in bankruptcy, trying to deplatform them. all of it and quite frankly i think that's what's so powerful about you guys having this great reset conference because this is really what it's about this is this globalist apparatus that's right this is the american arm of that the biden regime and what they're trying to do is shut down everybody whether it's alex jones charlie kirk steve bannon Mm -hmm. tucker carlson donald trump they're trying to use lawfare financial terrorism uh you know everything legally and quite frankly up to assassinations that's why they're swatting people uh, like crazy. So we got to work right. cut out for us. And if we blink, if you blink, it's over. So screw them. I spit right in their eye. I could care less. We're coming. We're rolling and we're rolling hard, baby. The only way to fight them.
2: Steve, can you reiterate that? You said there are 35 FBI raids yesterday. I consider myself well-read. I didn't
4: see that anywhere. Can, can you elaborate on that? Reported. I'm breaking that news right here. There, if you go to the Washington Post story, think Josh Dossie's story. If, you're, if your staff pulls it, Charlie, they mentioned, I think, five names. Boris Epstein being one of them, but uh, I think there's five people. There were 35, 35 FBI went to 35 yesterday. All these people have lawyers. They all know who the lawyers are. Uh, they didn't want. They didn't serve uh, these subpoenas to the lawyers. They want to make a big display of it. They want to take a bunch of their devices. They want. This is the FBI trying to roll in and trying to be muscle, right? This is the Gestapo. This is the Gestapo attack. And look, this is all about intimidation. Whether it's a whether it's what they did with me yesterday. What they're doing with Alex Jones, what they're doing with other people to debank de- them, to make sure that they can't fund their operations. Uh, if it's uh, if it's uh, Trump, look, a president of the United States, a completely totally illegal raid, of which a judge said was an illegal raid. The judge's opinion says I don't trust the, the Justice Department and the FBI to be fair. That's a federal judge. Okay, you see it all over. in 35 members of MAGA, the Republican Party, people close to Donald Trump. Were, uh, were rolled in on yesterday by the FBI with these intimidation tactics. They just don't, normally what you would do here, Charlie, is you would go to their lawyer and say, hey, we want to know, when's it, can, you, can you accept service of a subpoena? Can you accept service of this? Or we may want to talk to you about certain of your devices and can we work something out? No, they didn't do that. They go with the jackboots and they kick down the doors and they bang on the doors and they roll in people to intimidate them, to make sure that they sit there and go, oh, what do you want? Uh, you know, I'll do anything, etc. cetera. Well, these people didn't. And this is the FBI. The FBI is the Gestapo right now. I know they hate when I say that, but they're the Gestapo. We're not going to back off calling them the Gestapo because they have Gestapo-like tactics. Here's my point. They're losing. They're only trying to use this, uh, this national security state muscle because they know they're not winning. And quite frankly, when you do things like the Great Reset this weekend and get young mm-hmm. people up to speed on what's going on, that drives them even more insane. Right. So, hey, Turning Point's going to be a target, a big league target. Okay, so just stand by, Charlie. It's all coming. It's all going to come hard
3: and heavy. All right,
2: praise God. So, again, um, there is a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes uh, that, uh, you know, we don't know about. And a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about are bad. For example, I'm going to go ahead and share this little tidbit. Hopefully it comes true. But this is a... um, a sheriff or somebody that's the head or maybe a mayor, uh, but he's got a star embroidered on his jacket, so he looks like law way up high in law enforcement. Somewhere in the state of Indiana, but listen to what the guy says. I'm going to go ahead and play this here. Hold on a second. Pretty scary stuff going on out there. Oh, man, they took it down already. Oh, okay, whatever. So they took it down. It's been censored. Wow, that 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 happened pretty fast because I was just listening to that just prior to the show starting. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so we'll move on. All right, and let me go ahead and scroll in on the show notes. I really wanted to share that with you. It was really ominous. Basically, this leader, this, uh, you know, I don't know, mayor or head of a very, look, I don't know, somewhere in Indiana – uh, definitely a law enforcement um leader, and basically was saying explaining to people how bad things are that they have eliminated habeas corpus that people can't be arrested They're, you know that uh, the list of things that this man was saying that were enacted in his jurisdiction the normal they they were horrific um for example, if somebody broke into your house and decided they were just going to sleep in your your basement, you couldn't get rid of them. You can't call law enforcement. The list was huge, and it was, like I said, it was horrific. And um, he said, and this is happening all over, and I thought to myself, I wonder how many states these things are happening in simultaneously. So the erosion of fundamental basic rights or, or whatever, it, it, I don't think we really have our arms around how bad it is. I really don't. I don't believe it. I don't think we're even close. I think it's far, far, far worse than we can imagine in our most horrific nightmares. And when they clamp clamp it down, okay, when that clamp clamp down event occurs, whatever that may be, who knows? We don't know. I mean, it could be Donald Trump making it in 2024, making the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate go nuts. Eventually they take him out. Uh, You know, uh, then that causes civil war. I mean, I don't know. Or does all this stuff happen before then? None of us knows. We're just watching, watching and praying as we were commanded to by our scripture. All right, hallelujah. But anyway, this next headline is up. Ex-military leaders warn of politicized civil military environment days after Biden's speech. About a dozen former Department of Defense secretaries and Joint Chiefs of Staff chairmen signed a letter of warning of challenging civil military environment days after President Joe Biden's speech that included two Marines standing behind him. Now, again, there's been a lot of people fussing about that, and they have every reason to fuss about it, because you know what? It was funny. I was talking to West Coast Walter the other day, and he was, like, showing me, you know, sending me these pictures and everything, and I'm like, so I said, well, I said, that's all true and all that, but if they don't get the Hitler, um, Hitlerisms that were coming from Biden, never mind the satanic um, black mass uh, colorations and such that surrounded him, but it, So what I did was I went up and I just typed Hitler speech and I went to the pictures, the photograph section, and I just started snapping pictures of uh, screenshots of Hitler speeches with his fists clenched and his evil eyes and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, it it was identical to Biden. And then and then um, the question came up, well, gosh, you know, did Biden stumble over his speech? Did he was it a well given, you know, was it a well given speech? You know what, what? And I said to him, bro. You're missing something here. It's really, really critical. When the guy's walking around in his geriatric state with poopy pants and everything else under the sun, which is his normal, semi-normal reptilian state, okay, that's very different than when he is utterly and perfectly possessed by that reptilian demonic entity, and that entity has taken full control of his vocal cords, his facial expressions, you, you know, that, that, when, when you're in that perfectly possessed state, that demon is controlling you. you got to understand that. That's why there are times when Biden looks like Satan himself up there waving his hands and he's not missing so much as a syllable. Well, that's because it ain't him the demon. But, you know, it's so easy to forget. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. A Minneapolis nurse would give up every ounce of her raise, she says, in exchange for safety. Bullets fly, some finding homes in hospitals, sick bodies in bays waiting to be triaged because of staffing shortages. Someone is ambushed while treating patients jerked to the ground by her hair from behind and kneed in the head. So hard she suffers a head trauma. Now is the casualty out on leave with PTSD? No, this is not Afghanistan. This is a routine night at a hospital emergency room in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I get I I get some insider information because my ex-wife was a. Uh, a nurse, and she works in the insurance business now for, you know, on the nursing side of the insurance business, but she gets all the insider information, and it's just absolutely awful. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Air quality worsens as, get this, 94 fires burn across the western U.S. as storm K weakens. Now, I thought to myself, I wonder why we're not hearing so much about the fires in the west right now. And I started to look into it, and I was like, the more I looked into it, the more I was like, wow, 94? So not only – I mean really pretty much at this point, every single listener to this program that lives out in California somewhere, particularly those uh, which I converse with in some electronic manner or another regularly – Every one of them have fires. I mean, they get, they walk out the door of their house. Smoke is everywhere. They've got warnings about, you know, evacuating. In fact, uh, one of them, uh, a sister who lives up in uh, the outskirts of Seattle, I won't get any more detailed than that. It says she, she, she showed me. She took a screenshot of her telephone. And even as we were conversing back and forth over SMS text, she said, look at this. And sure enough, there was a big alert right on her phone. And it said, this is Sky Valley Fire, evacuation alert for Bolt Creek Fire. And then all capital letters, go. No time for delay. Load up your family and pets and leave now. These are all capital letters. They're screaming at them. Post a note on the main entrance of your home with contact information destination. Drive with your lights on. Watch for the yield. Watch and yield for emergency vehicles. Follow signs, law enforcement instructions. Go. She's not. She's not gonna go. But anyway, that's you know that's neither here nor there. All right, praise God. You know what I? You know sometimes you're elderly and you really just don't have anywhere to go to, and maybe you can't even drive. Maybe your eyes. You know she did say she had a neighbor that was a friend that if it got to that absolute moment, uh, that you know her neighbor would hear. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Eighteen wildfires burn across the state of Oregon and Washington, forcing evacuations, and thousands upon thousands of people are without power. Another report says firefighters battle 11 major California wildfires, including Mosquito and Fairview. And I can tell you, Sister, uh, pray for, uh, as I hope that we would all remember to daily, pray for Sister Terry Hill because she was telling me the other day electronically uh, that they are surrounded by smoke. As well, and I know what that's like. There are occasionally brush fire events in Florida. Nothing like nothing like out west, and um, it is one of the creepiest feelings you can feel when you can look out a window of your house, see the glowing orange off in the distance, and smell the smoke coming in every window or whatever, or through your air conditioning unit, because you can't. You know, it's 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 overwhelming. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Skyomish School District closed Monday due to wildfire, now estimated at 7,600 acres. This is, again, uh, another uh, report on part or an area that's being affected by the Bolt Creek wildfire. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Al Jazeera reports nothing left to burn. Wildfire blazed through the Arctic. Fires engulfing boreal forest and tundra are releasing vast amounts of greenhouse gases from the carbon-rich organic soil. Wait, no. But I thought it was the cows. I thought it was the cows. I don't know. They get so confusing. Is it cows? Is it pigs? What is it? Why are they burning down all of the food processing plants? What's up with that? We know, don't we? Next one up. Massive 7.6 earthquake hit was coming in at a 7.9, and they down, downgraded it over the uh, mean average to 7.6, and it hit Papua New Guinea, and then, of course, they put out some possible tsunami warnings, which evidently did not occur, which is good. Um, uh, but anyway, um, nevertheless, noteworthy. I was also notified by Sister Vera up in Ontario, uh, and she was she, she gets very she loves to watch um and take a look at earthquake uh I think it's called earthquake report or something or earthquake alert it's the 3 dimensional one um uh anyway and she's like look at all these 5.6 and 6.0s all over the world it's a, everything's going crazy and I'm like yep <laughs> but you know there you know it's like overwhelming you know I mean what do you do turn your I mean we could easily do a 2 hour earthquake report every night I mean every time we do the show or at least a one-hour 1 hour one We used to do an earthquake report back in the uh, 2011, 2012, but there just comes a point. There's what's known as this, this concept known as the diminishing point of returns. After something becomes so pervasive, so obvious, so thank you, Captain Obvious, you know, it's just like, do you bother with it? Don't you just kind of know that volcanoes and earthquakes, crevasses, all these things are going to be happening, the red, uh, you know, how many places do you think across the world right now have animal kills that they don't talk about anymore, have, uh, you know, gigantic lakes and rivers that are turning blood red like they've been consistently doing for the last 10 years? And why is that? Because of Planet X. It's a giant magnet. It is sucking the the iron ore out of the ground. It's pulling it up. Up into the water, and when iron or when that when that um, uh, you know uh, color gets into the water, it turns blood red. All right. Anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right. Uh, top senator demands briefing on the Trump Mar-a-Lago documents. So Senator Mark Warner, who by the way, interestingly is a Democrat, said Sunday that the Senate Intelligence Committee, which he chairs, needs to obtain a briefing on the documents that were taken from. President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. So there's a lot of very well-known, very astute and highly placed individuals who are coming forward, oh my gosh, a lot of them, and saying, "Uh, you know, we really don't think this was lawful at all. Combine that with the 35 people that were hit by the Gestapo uh, that uh, that, uh, Bannon is talking about, and, and boy, it really raises a lot of eyebrows, or at least it should, but then for those of us who know that January 6 was a false flag event that was intended to, use, complete with with microwave towers using mind control techniques, you know, and causing people to go into a frenzy and and uh, you know black ops FBI black slate FBI uh, you know satanic crime syndicate uh, the whole thing was a setup. Anyway, uh, it was it was full of crisis actors. It was just oh my gosh, I can't. It's just another nine eleven. All right, next one up: former White House lawyer. Very high chance that Trump will be. Indicted. So there's two sides of that. I mean, you know, for everyone that says he's going to be indicted, there's another one that says there's no way he's going to be indicted. There's no, you know, it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's like it's it's exhausting just trying to and, you know. And I just I'm just going to watch what happens. God is in control. We shall see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The Hill reports how a railroad strike could send food prices soaring, and this says the nation's supply of food could take a hit if railroad workers go on strike, driving up prices at the grocery store and limiting United States grain exports to countries facing famine. As soon as next week, 115,000 freight rail workers could walk out if they cannot reach a new contract with railroads, potentially shutting down national rail networks and transports 20% of all grain shipments. Next one up. Thank you, Jesus. California drought, leaving rice farmers high and dry. According to this report, it says water cuts of more than 80% of many rice farmers have triggered an acreage decline steeper than, than for any other major crop in the state, hurting businesses that depend on the grain. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. I'm sure that'll jack up my uh, my pedigree uh, choice cuts and gravy. Which, of course, I you know you know what? If anybody's going to starve in this house, it's going to be me. I want to make sure my little dogs—they don't know any better—and neither do our kids. So we got to take care of them. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up: Ukraine lost thousands of soldiers in a counteroffensive, according to Moscow. So again, you know, depending on who you listen to, it's. You know, back and forth, and 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 back and forth. One thing that you know for sure is the Azov Nazi battalions are still there, doing false flags, attacking the 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 nuclear plant, and doing all that kind of creepy stuff, and then blaming it on Russia. That's never going to stop. That's never going to stop. But I, what I'm doing is I'm watching out for what's going on with the F-35 practices and the sorties that are being run over Iran because if they do in fact use nuclear-tipped uh, uh, tactical missiles from the bottom of those jets to take out the Ford Al facility, that will open up a can of worms. Plus, uh, Ukraine is now coming out with their big flappy Nazi lips and telling everybody uh, that they're thinking about using tactical nukes against the, uh, against Russia. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, it's getting interesting, folks. Praise God. Not that it wasn't before, but it is even more now. I praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Israeli Prime Minister heads to Berlin for a fresh pitch against the I- Iranian deal. Of course, uh, these articles are saying things like, before they can figure things out, that there will probably be billions of dollars, which is what the Washington Free Beacon is saying in this particular national security headline, which states, Iranian terrorists will get billions of dollars before Congress can review the new nuclear deal. That does sound very good. That doesn't sound very good. Wait a minute, but wait a minute, wait a minute. If you were Obama controlling the marionette strings of Biden to destroy the entire world's economies and make the third seal come true under the World Economic Forum, which is a bunch of Nazis who are, uh, well, gee whiz, they're kind of supporting the ease-off the battalion Nazis in the Ukraine, aren't they? And they're hiding the 23-plus uh, you know, chemical warfare operations, and wow, this sounds really dark, because it is. Next one up. United States and Israel escalate covert war over Iran and its allies. So, not a week goes by, in fact, not two or three days are they at all go by, without some type of attack. And I'm talking about full-outs, you know, um, uh, you know, jet, you know, it's it's the Israeli Air Force, the IAF, and they're flying into and taking out all kind of targets in Syria all the time. They claim that it is uh, the approach of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or IRGC. They're taking out um, You know, things that they need. Uh, They're blowing up, uh, you know, runways and stuff at the Damascus airport. They they, you know, these are all strategic, uh, proactive measures that are being taken. But um, it's getting more intense. That's the thing. That's the thing this report is trying to say. This report is trying to say that whatever you think Israel and the United States or whoever is involved. Has been doing over the last couple of years, you got to like quadruple it. It's, it's like through the roof. All right, so does that mean we're getting closer and closer to the fulfillment of Dr. David O'Rourke's vision where he saw the two tactical nukes being fired from the bottom of a jet by Israel into the Fordow mountain? Maybe so. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right. Techno Blender. That's the name of this headline, but I had to – anyway. U.S. Heat Wave. Hit supermarket produce sections. High temperatures in the western United States are hitting the produce industry, damaging crops, shrinking shipments, and leaving fewer leafy greens and fruits on the supermarket shelves. A California grower said some of his lettuce leaves are turning brown and, and melting into the fields because of crop diseases intensified by the high temperatures. In Pennsylvania, a retailer said its stores went a week without having strawberries to sell. A New York distributor has substituted honeydew melons for... Watermelons. I like honeydew melons more than watermelons, so that works for me. All right, next one up. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, uh, United Nations Education Agency launches War on Truth. Now, folks, this is super duper creepy. I want to read it. A new comprehensive report, which can be seen as the United Nations Educator Agency or Education Agency launching a war on truth on truth, that's what they're calling it, was released on the topic for educators this summer. The United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organizations, known as UNESCO, as it is more often known, is intensifying its global campaign against concepts and knowledge that it deems to be misinformation or conspiracy theories. The United Nations, headquartered in France, claims conspiracy theories inflict significant harm and serve as the backbone of many populist movements, according to the Educational Agency, which published a comprehensive report, PDF is below, on the topic for educators this summer. Remember, there are already countries out there, especially in Europe, that are starting to make it a crime. What that means is, if you're out there saying anything or trying to tell something and you're talking anything, you know, that's a conspiracy, then, you know, woo, 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 that kind of thing, right? I know, I have the sound effect, but I'm not going to look it up. We'll steal your soul. We'll steal your soul, says Biden's monkeypox spokesperson, Dr. Dimitri Dusk the skelocalus or whatever. And who wants to know how to, does anybody care? No. Why are they saying this? Dr. Dimitri was appointed the White House's deputy coordinator for the monkeypox response on August 2nd. He previously worked for the New York City, New York, well, there you go, Uh, health department under Mayor Bill de Blasio. Oh, he's a standing pinnacle of all things Christ. Like, I don't think so. Uh, And (laughs) it's just unbelievable. And it says this guy Dimitri Velasquez says uh, that he basically is coming right out, and he's telling everybody, you know, that okay. So let me see if I can get the listen to this. This uh, Daskalakis, who graduated from New York University Medical School and went on to complete a residency, a fellowship, and another master's degree at LGBT Elementop University, is well known for his work uh, in the area of HIV and other diseases that affect the LGBT LMNOP QRST universe, or population. He claimed in 2014 in an interview in, in The Atlantic that, quote, I learned my bedside manner from East Village drag queens, he says. Oh, and he's developed a fondness for pentagrams and other satanic symbology, he says. Well, raised in Greek Orthodox Church, this guy, this entity. Next one up. Tens of millions of people in China are under a new COVID-19 lockdown ahead of the CCP meeting. And they just, oh, man, they just absolutely do horrible things to their people. It's just amazing. It's It's coming our way. (laughs) Just watch. Like I say every single time, watch Europe, watch China. It's coming your way. Buckle up. Next one up. North Korea passes law allowing automatic nuclear strikes against hostile forces. Did you hear that? Automatic. Pass the law. So basically, they have a law now. If they feel threatened, use nukes. <laughs> oh, anyway, I know you can't make this stuff up, right? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Germany pushes for a large uh, European Union super state that will reduce national sovereignty. Hey, So basically let's all of us individual countries who have, you know, like, kind of like the uh, United States of America, okay? See, the European Union is surprisingly, believe it or not, they do in a weird sort of an offbeat twisted sort of way have some containment of law in their individual country um, constitutions and such like that. All right, um their individual country parliaments, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. If this goes through, they will basically waive all their white rights as individual countries and all come under the auspices of one governing agency, which essentially becomes what you know what we know today as a dictatorship. Oh, I can see Klaus Schwab right now. I imagine he can't wait for them to do this. Next one up. New York Governor Hochul declares state of emergency over polio. So supposedly they found polio in the water. Got to be a state of emergency. Everybody's going to start getting this disabling paralytic virus that can affect a person's spinal cord. It's just going to be absolutely horrible. And uh, who knows? Is it going to spread everywhere? What is this? Is it going to be monkeypox and polio come together and create polio pox? Oh, man. And there's so much. I mean, according to the prophecies, dreams and visions that we've been following over the last 11 years. Wow. It's going to get a lot worse. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hang in there, folks. Hopefully uh, that prophecy that came from uh, Wings of Prophecy uh, hit the nail on the head. and We're going to be vamoose graying pretty soon. I sure hope so. I've had about enough of this alien demon infested rock. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Christian news. Christians slain in central Nigeria. Animists attack the south. And by the way, these kinds of attacks, entire villages being wiped out, burned to the ground. Christians being drug out, slaughtered all over the place. Grenades being rolled into, you know, full churches. Yeah, it's really bad. Really bad. Next one up. Nobody knows where their village is. New Inland Sea swamps Pakistan. It shows people walking through uh, really kind of, you know, uh, chest-high water in a lot of places. And, you know, implies that a lot of them are asking themselves, well, I kind of know that sign on that petrol station, but where's my village from here? So supposedly that's what they're claiming, and I can believe it based on the Magnitude of the flooding that's going on, and Sammy even mentioned that it is really horrible. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up, Switzerland: three thousand more deaths than expected. Unprecedented excess mortality is a mystery for science, but we know why. Yes, we do. Romania's most famous football team, the Steel uh, Steel Stio- Bucharest. Announce a ban on get this vaccinated players because their mid cap owner says that athletes lose all their strength and claims that that uh, they are uh, that uh, that those that are jabbed die in hospitals all right, next one up. High school football players undergo emergency surgery. surgery. These are high school football players, okay? Emergency surgery to remove abnormal blood clots, fibrous blood clots that are up to six feet in length. And by the way, when they test the actual blood clots, they're not even made up of blood. So it's not even a true blood clot. What is it? It's some kind of foreign, creepy, nano-creepy... Uh anyway, next one up. Navy says that all the UFO videos cl- that are classified, if they release them, it would harm national security. Oh no, not that. Next one up. Erdogan says that the Russian uh, that Russian grain will alleviate the food crisis in Africa if they're allowed to reach the markets. But who would stop them? Oh yeah, Obama and Biden. These entities, creatures. You know, eyes like viper, yeah, yeah. like it says in the Testament of Reuben. Huh? Yeah. I had the photographs. Yup. Anyway, next one up. <laughs> India dashes United States hopes on oil price cap. We will buy from Russia, and we will buy from whenever. The White House called on India and China to implement G7's price restrictions on Russian exports since the West started to curb energy exports from Moscow in response to the war in Ukraine. India and China have significantly increased their imports from Russia. On Tuesday, Moscow and Beijing signed a new agreement in trade to trade oil in yuan or and or rubles. India dashes United United States hopes on oil price cap. We will buy from Russia. We will buy from whenever. No, wherever. Okay, sorry about that. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. No run-of-the-mill event. Huge solar eruption on the far side of the sun will be studied for years, according to this article. Earlier, several space weather agencies around the world had warned that the Earth was about to be lashed by solar storms driven by high solar wind speed and success. How long do you think it takes for one of those bad boys to hit the Earth after they notice it? It takes a while. Several days in some cases. I, I don't know the exact amount of time, and I think it varies depending on the explosive force behind the coronal mass ejection. But you know what's really interesting? It sounds an awful lot like the warning from David Doetrie, Um where he says uh, the minute you see this, you know, he talks about when, the minute you see the big round spherical space copper-colored spaceship in the sky – Run to the closest food store and get enough canned food and bottled water for about three weeks. Because between one and 24 hours after this object is seen worldwide, this UFO, there is going to be a massive impact or collision on the sun's surface. Ah, well, dag it. So anyway, so he points out that it happens after the giant uh, round spaceship, which, by the way, is memorialized in a brass sculpture that's located uh outside of the United Nations, outside of the uh Vatican Library and all kinds of important places around the world. So they know it's coming. These are their I mean, even Jonathan Kahn's read, writing books about, you know <laughs> about these aliens being, you know, gods out there and all this kind of stuff. <clears throat> You know I, I you know what? I don't care. You can call them whatever. You can call them pink elephants for all. I, I don't care. And as long as you know, you know, look, it, this is not to say that the universe is not full of quadrillions of life forms. It is. It absolutely is. There is an innumerable number of life forms and civilizations all over the universe because that's my God. We're not the only pea in the pod. That would be ridiculous. So anyway, but for the people on planet Earth, all you need, you don't need to know if there's good guys or bad guys or holy watchers or whatever the case is, even though the word holy watcher is used two times in the visions that were given to Daniel. But that's okay. Never mind. If everybody just thinks they're the bad guys, all the better. Let's not confuse or muddy the waters for the folks that don't get it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. hallelujah, Hallelujah. And the next one up... Memory says Lebanese politician Firas al shafui <laughs> If I didn't pr- pronounce that right, that's okay. Shafui sounds good to me. It says we should bomb all of Israel's offshore oil rigs. We can get only uh, we can only get what is rightfully ours by force. And what has been happening is that Israel has, you know, going to has set up some oil rigs that are arguably, you know pushing the limit on the uh, area that uh, Lebanon could call theirs uh, out in the ocean. Anyway, so we'll see what happens. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Apocalyptic video shows thousands of dead cattle in the desert of Rajasthan as 57,000 cows have already died from the lumpy skin disease. So I remember reporting on the lumpy skin disease about a month, maybe a month and a half ago, seven thousand. Yeah, you might want to buy a couple extra chakras, folks, if you want to have any beef um, anytime soon. Um, praise God. Every time I get groceries, I always try to get a couple extra and throw them in the freezer. Get your turkeys now, maybe. Maybe there won't be any turkeys at Thanksgiving. I don't know what's going to happen. Does anybody know? I don't know. None of us know. We just got to keep on watching. We must be in prayer. We must draw in closer to Jesus. We Now is the time. What, again, I cannot emphasize what a fantastic blessing it is for all of us. I have to remind myself of this. I, you know, I I have to ignore all the negativity that pops in my head when I look at my job. I have to ignore it. I can't function that way. And I certainly can't function efficiently if I allow any of that negativity into my head. I just got to keep my head down, stay very busy. It looks like it's completely and utterly impossible and I'm, you know, been doing this for like almost, you know, tw- definitely 26 years, probably a lot more. And I know what I'm talking about. So that I have, to, I have to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And you, you and your problems, you got to rebuke those too. Any time a negative thought pops into your head, you need to rebuke it. That's your flesh. That is your flesh. Matthew 19.26 says that with God, all things are possible. All. All right? We need to understand who we are in Christ. We need to understand the incredible power that we've been given. Okay. behold, Jesus said, I give you power over all the enemy. All right. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10, verse 19. That was that was 70 sinners. He sent out 70 sinners. He didn't even die on the cross yet. And they're coming back going, Wow. Even the demons, you know, do what we tell them. Jesus says, yeah, behold. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise God. It's amazing how much power we have and how much power we don't think we have. It's such a paradox and a conflict of everything that the Bible tells us about who we are. We have got to shift that away. Turn away the negativity, rebuke it, it is the flesh. Praise Jesus, because you will get the answer, and you will not get it right away. I promise you, that is not how God operates. He waits to the last minute, and he does it on purpose, because everything is a test with our Father. But you reap great rewards when you do not criticize, condemn, or complain. You don't want to be anything at all, like the Israelites were in the desert. Because it says in Psalms 78:41, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. So if you behave at all like the Israelites did in the desert, don't think you will receive anything from God. Okay? Letting you know. Now, if you learn these things and praise him and know that this is how our Heavenly Father operates, this is his perfect design. This is who we are in Christ. And you praise him for that power. You praise him for the answer to your prayer. You praise him because you know it is coming. You praise him and you exert the authority that you were given in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you fight against the demons of darkness and you rebuke the, the evil and dark, uh, you know, uh, negative thoughts. And, and you you stand upon his promises and you learn to trust him. My goodness, Maybe someday I'll just set aside an entire radio show and do a Bible teaching on just the word trust. I could easily fill up a two-hour show on just the word trust. When we fear God and we trust Him, wow, we're unstoppable. The promises of protection, the promises of power, the promises that God has given us, and he is not a man that he would lie, are astonishing. But we must trust him. And that requires us to proactively rebuke negative thoughts, stand upon those promises, and know that you know that you know that he is going to answer your prayers. Though. Do not let any discouragement enter your heart. And this needs to be put into practice now because when you're ducking meteors, it's not the time to do it. The whole reason why the foolish virgins did not have enough time to get oil and the wise sent them away to go get more oil was because this conversion process, this sanctification process, takes time. Falling in love with our Father takes time. Falling in love with Jesus and totally trusting him in the most adverse circumstances takes time. You don't learn to do it. It takes a lot of prayer, a lot of tears. I mean, if you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. That's not a mamby-pamby little prayer on the side. That's seeking him with all of your heart. Those prerequisites are vitally important for us all now to take advantage of and seek the Lord, fill ask him to fill you with his love for him and all the others around you and watch your life unbelievably change. It is an amazing transformation. The next step is rebuke all negative thoughts rebuke him and start praising Jesus, praising our Father because he is going to answer your prayers. And you praise him through the storm all the time. It generates power. It breaks down cast iron jail cells. It breaks down and completely pulverizes the walls around Jericho. Praise, the stargate of praise and the power that comes through it that encircles you and your family is, is so humongous that you can't Put it into words, and I cannot more strongly encourage you to shift the direction that you're in directly to the love of the Lord of our you know, of, of our Father, God, and Jesus. Believe what the Word says. Stand upon that power. Praise him for the things, for all the negative things. It doesn't matter because guess what? You're going to overcome it. You might not feel like it at the time you're going through it, but you will. You will. Do not doubt ever. Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! Praise God because you know that you've already received it. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on uh, uh, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pew and brother, hopefully, Brother Zen Garcia. And uh, yep, I see Zen as well. All right, praise Jesus! Let's go ahead and click on Dr. Joy and click on Brother Zen. Are you guys there?
5: Hi, yeah. John. Hey, Zen. Dr.
6: Joy. How's it going? How are y'all doing? How are you? Great.
5: Hanging yep. in there, hanging in there, doing the kind of things that you just talked about, because that's what it's all about, John. Well, you got
2: yeah. to, because right now we're, you know, if you think about it, I mean, I, I, I tell people this isn't about picking on our brothers and sisters because we need to be praying for them. But what an incredible advantage that God has given us to be aware of where we are in the biblical end times timeline and to know what priorities are the most important in our walk and what to pray for so that we are you know many are called and few are chosen you know we want to be part of the chosen we you know and and that and that's you know we need this is a great opportunity if 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 god had come maybe 3 years ago can you imagine where you might have been at that point in your walk i know i wouldn't have been where where i am now which i don't even know where that is but i'm just saying hallelujah you know we need to, we need to thank god for the time that we have now because it's time that we can use to help touch other people exert the power of the name of jesus on other people's lives change them bring more people along with us this is a wonderful time i mean it's it's hard i know i gotta wake up tomorrow i gotta deal with a really ugly job situation but you know what i rebuke it it is not ugly it is glorious it is going to turn out great and i know it because god will come through hallelujah and i'm preaching to myself as well Mm -hmm. so listen up john (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who wants to take it next, <laughs> Joy?
5: Yeah. Well, the thing the thing is is that you know my life has been through some really serious heartache over a good number of years, and most recently as well. And the thing that I think that I see more than anything, which is a very concern of mine, is that for people like you and I and Zen, it is that we have this um, hunger to see people saved. And I keep running into people that I feel like I can put trust in, and then they turn around and they betray you, which is a, a very serious thing because only only people who you think you can trust can actually betray you. And that's one of the things that I was not really aware of how serious this is going to get at the end of days, but that is one thing that Jesus kind of warned us about, Um that is these days come into uh, fulfillment to end days. The people that we are trying desperately to get off the fence and get them into the pasture are the really only ones that's really left out there because we're we're like living in the end of days. And um, it's much like what scripture tells us, it's going to be like the days of Noah where people are continuing to do and, and, and not really worrying. but. The people that are already in the pasture with Satan, he's not worried about them. It's, it's, it's the fence riders. And of course, at the end of days and at the end of time, the fence riders end up in hell with people in the pasture of Satan. So the only people really left, I think, are the fence riders. And most of the time, the fence riders are people who are in your life that have their foot a little bit in Jesus and they have their foot in a little bit in the world. And if you try to lead them and guide them into seeing that kind of thing, it's very, very difficult because many times you become you are betrayed and many times the people that you're trying so desperately to show them the way. You know, the only person that can save is Jesus. But because of the work that we all do, we are watchmen on the wall. And I don't think people really think about their eternity because we're such into the here and now and we want the the feel good stuff and they're not thinking about what is eternity and what does that mean forever and ever and ever i do think that there will be an outpouring of blessings upon the church i really do believe that the blessings that god has given for all people it brings on the just and the unjust but to the wicked we're going to start seeing things shifting really really bad and I think that God is going to put, pour out more blessings upon the church. I mean, I keep hearing this from different other teachers of prophecy as well, and the and the concern that we as watchmen on the wall will suffer greatly because we have a internal desire for someone's soul. Most people, when they love somebody or they say they love you or whatever, they're, they're really thinking about more the lust or the flesh. Or sometimes what they can get out of you for themselves when we do what we do we're looking past all of that because when I see a person I see their soul I see that eternal thing that is living within them that maybe they don't even see themselves and I know where things need to be tweaked to help them see the light a little bit better and hopefully they will make a determination to make a change sometimes you get good results and sometimes you get bad results. And in my life, I really hurt when I see a person choose the flesh over a future. And they don't realize that eternity is a very, very, very long time. And like you were mentioning, John, in the, in the show prior to coming on, is that the the virgins didn't keep their oil lamps lit. They were virgins, and they were literally kind of being what God wanted them to be but they were riding the fence. They were playing both around, you know, in and out, in and out on both sides of the fence and not keeping that oil lamp lit because they didn't really think Jesus was going to show up when he when he was supposed to according to that. So I think that you know the fact that we have people who have their oil lamps lit and we're waiting and we're on that wall uh watching and And we have our oil ready. But when we see those around us that we really love, truly love their soul, and we know that they're really playing with the world, it's a very serious thing because with the days that we are heading in right now, that weed and tear thing is a very real thing. And there's no doubt in my mind that from all the people that I'm doing counseling with, husbands and wives and things of this nature, it's like they're almost being... Divorce is becoming a big thing because what's happening is that the tares are being pulled away in another direction and and of course, the wheat is being pulled toward god so the un you know the unequally yoked situation is really manifesting itself and you see it in children, you see it in the people who are just you know in businesses not willing to give or take, and then there's just turmoil and you see it in the world where everybody's like a dog-eat-dog and, and the concern for your fellow man has gone away. And knowing that the man of lawlessness is about to take the stage, and I think that that's something that I've been watching for a very long time, and the fact that we just saw the queen die and uh, we're beginning to see King Charles and his son William really become very important people in this ecological push towards saving uh, planet Earth when we see this happening and we see that people are finding their uh, normal activities in their lives are going to change, they're going to be forced to make even more greater decisions and if it's not a decision to serve Jesus Christ, they're going to get caught up in this thing of saving planet Earth and not realizing that they're actually signing their own death certificates to what these men are going to propose, which we know with uh, the World Economic Forum and with Elon Musk, Neuralink, and, and um, Star- Starlink satellites and that kind of thing. We're headed into some areas that really do concern me. And I know the book that I'm presently working on, where I'm trying to explain how these biofuels are around us and how our DNA is resonating, that uh, the controllability of mankind is getting to the point that if we don't have the knowledge of Jesus Christ and we are protected by him, then we become very open to the control of Satan. And I think that that's the thing is that we, you know, we three have been so much watchmen on the wall, really trying to scream this at the top of our lungs. And we want people to stay very positive because if you know what's coming – if you have that knowledge and you have that great understanding and the persecution that you will encounter and the betrayals and the things of that nature, you can kind of keep a focus on looking up to God and keeping your eyes on God and keeping your oil lamp lit i um i can't I can't express enough about my concern about people's souls because it is your greatest asset. And the one thing that Satan is after is, is, is that soul. I mean, that's the whole, the whole fight here on this planet is about souls. It's about eternal destinations. And, you know, you have two choices, just two choices. You can either be obedient or you can be disobedient. If you want to be obedient, then you get the blessings. If you're disobedient, disobeying God and you're disobedient, then you're going to get the curse. And there's no one that ends up in hell that didn't choose to go there. And Many times I've heard people say, well, you know, uh, God's going to send you there. Well, God really is not sending you there. It is your choice that's sending you there. And if you're disobedient and you don't follow what his manual says, and I hear people say all the time if you're trying to explain this to situations where people want to react in a negative uh, way because they want to continue to do their sin, it's, oh, I'm saved by grace. You know, I know Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Well, if you believe in Jesus, then you have to follow Jesus. When you follow Jesus, you've got guidelines that you must follow. Of course, we are sinners, and we do stumble and fall, but we don't go into a sin and sin and sin over and over and over again and get up the next morning and say, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Because our Father in Heaven is no different than the fathers we had on earth. If your father told you, don't do this again, and you continue to do it, he punished you for it because he didn't want you to continue to do that, the same way our Father in heaven is. There may be grace. There may be mercy. There may be understanding about something you might have messed up one time, two times, three times. But you cannot continue to sin. If you continue to do it and you know it to be sin, then God begins the process of saying, look, I've given you these types of things to follow. It's it, it's expected as a Christian that you put off the old man and you put on the new. You don't put new wine in an old wine bottle. And so much right now that I can see that I'm having to deal with as far as fighting against this mindset is that people have gotten the idea from our society that God is love. He's not going to send anybody to hell. You can just kind of say, oh, I know there's a God and I believe in Jesus but I can still do what I want to do and he's going to love me enough to take me into heaven the thing is he's not going to love you enough when he comes back the next time he's coming back as a reigning king with terror in his idea of judgment and he is not going to let you walk away and act like flippantly oh oh well, yeah I knew you it says in Scripture He's going to say, you are lukewarm. You were riding that fence, and he's going to say, according to scriptures, not an interpretation. He says, depart from me into everlasting darkness. I never knew you. Even people who say, oh, but I prophesied in your name, and I helped build the church, and I did this and this and this. If you don't crucify your flesh, if you don't do what Jesus did and try to follow in his footsteps, you are fooling yourself. And we're coming to a time right now where, like I said, that wheat and that tare is being separated. If you're riding that fence, your future and your eternity is in major jeopardy. Either you've got to be inside of God's pasture, and if you're not inside of his pasture, you're going to get left behind just like you were talking about those virgins without the oil in their lamps. And that's a real concern right now. Of mine because I am seeing so much of it I get so many emails so many messages about this these attitudes of people and what's happening in our world and I see it I felt it, it it's happening in my own life and so things that I always believed to be true I took truth uh, truth is an important thing to me uh, I would probably say that if I'm going to have a person as a friend the first thing I want is is, is the fact that they love God and they're going to tell me the truth if they don't do that Then I feel such betrayal in that, even in a friendship. But when it gets to the point of loving people and having them a part of your family and that kind of thing, and it starts doing that, it's a really hard pill to swallow when you see through the lies and you know the lies exist and you still see them grasping for something that's out there that they can never be filled with. You know, whether they turn to sexual things or pornography or stealing or, taking drugs or whatever it is it can never be filled it's a constant craving that's never filled but you know and i know and then knows that living water is real and jesus christ is living he's the living water there is only one way there is only one way into paradise back with god back with jesus the holy spirit and our father there's only one way, and that is through the blood of Jesus. If it's not covering you and you don't accept that and you don't change your life and follow Jesus, you're not going to make it. And that's my biggest concern, John, is I'm seeing a lot of people thinking they've got plenty of time. They don't have to do it God's way. God is love, and he's going to save them regardless. And that is a terrible way to find out one day when you're in hell that you had a better choice you almost got there I think it would be better to know you went straight there because you were just bad but the people riding the fence are going to go to hell and always remember you had that chance you had your foot inside of that possible opportunity to be in paradise that would be a terrible thing to know it's like when the, the catching away happens and people say oh you know, I'll, I'll fight the Antichrist. There's no way for you to fight the Antichrist. My work scientifically shows there's no way to fight an Antichrist. If you don't make it out of here into catching away, your your mind's going to be severed. And you're never going to be able to take that step into paradise. Ever. Ever. And so those days are upon us. We've been doing this a long time. And I've never seen so much happening in the world today like you bring up on your shows. If I mean, to me, you are a you know you're like john the baptist crying in the wilderness you really are doing that because you're trying to say look at all the things in the world that are happening and how much worse it's got how much unprecedented historical kinds of things are going on right now i mean it's it's hourly it's not like even daily now it's like hourly so you can see the the woman in travail coming to pass that the days are going to get worse and they're going to get so worse that soon that baby's gonna be born. And I just ask people, they're gonna be listening to this tonight, and also in the future, choose Jesus. Choose wisely. Set yourself up to finish your entire eternity back with God the Father. And it's your choice. It is totally up to you. Nobody's gonna force a mark on you. You're gonna be asked which one you're gonna follow. Choose now and choose wisely.
2: Amen. Praise God. Yeah, it's about a total shift of priorities. And you know what? And and, and, it, and it's a great place to be because as everybody else is freaking out over all the,
0: Oh, no, this is, I'm, I can't believe this. I'm, this is, I'm,
2: you know, we're going to be, we're going to, you know, like it says in Isaiah 26, 3, you, you, our Heavenly Father, will keep us in perfect peace, is the promise. It's a promise. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because we trust you. All right. And you've got to get to that place of trust. And that's a hard place. That is a journey there. I can tell you. Yes,
0: it okay. Is. Every
2: time I catch myself worrying and I'm like going, oh, no, oh, no, this isn't, this is terrible. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I start to freak out. And then I'm thinking to myself, whoops. There I go again. I'm not trusting God. So I basically forfeit all the promises, the hundreds of promises that are in the Bible. I don't know if it's hundreds, but it's got to be at least 50 pro- major promises that come from God regarding, you know, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on in your own understanding and always acknowledge him. And he will ma- either make your path straight or, or direct your path. So anyway, praise God. The, 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 it's endless. And you know what? We've got to get to that place now because, because otherwise your 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 journey through the days ahead is going to be infinitely more difficult, and you don't want to have oh, to yeah. go through that. We need to get to a place of trust. We need to be able to walk out into the meteor storm and with the you know gangs of people going through the streets and have absolutely no concern whatsoever for our lives because the angels are protecting us and we are living Psalm 91. Praise God. Zen. Take it away.
6: (laughs) Well, I want to share something from a little-known text called The Ascension of Isaiah. Um, It says, And there will be much contention on the eve of his advent and his approach. And in those days many will love office, though devoid of wisdom. And there will be many lawless elders and shepherds dealing wrongly by their own sheep. And there will, and many will change the honor of the garments of the saints for the garments of the covetous. And there will be much respect of persons in those days and lovers of the honor of this world. And there will be much slander and vainglory at the approach of the Lord and His Holy Spirit will withdraw from many. And there will not be in those days many prophets, nor those who speak trustworthy words, save one here and there in diverse places. On account of the spirit of error and fornication, and of vainglory and of covetousness, which shall be in those who will be called servants of that one, and in those who will receive that one. And there will be great hatred in the shepherds and the elders, Towards each other, and for there will be great jealousy in the last days, for every one will say what is pleasing in his own eyes, and they will make of none effect the prophecy of the prophets which were before me, and these my visions also will they make of none effect in order to speak after the impulse of their own hearts, and you know I definitely believe that we are in the last times and we are that victory tree generation i mean all the signs this season i mean if you're not able to recognize uh and if you're not um, pressed on your heart and in your mind that these are very serious times i i just don't know what it's going to take to wake people up i mean you know it, the whole Thing and I never watched a lot of the zombie movies and everything the zombie apocalypse, but it it's really like that out in the world. People have lost their minds. They are going crazy, and there's uh, there's all these people that are taking all these drugs and just out of their minds, and you know they they can't even function. They they can't even walk they move like they're they're zombies literally they um they can't function and they can't handle even the most basic regimen of you know dealing with life and taking care of themselves and there's so many people that have also been uh damaged the vaccine damaged and it's been now generations and generations and a lot of these kids and a lot of these uh, people are growing up and they just don't know how to function in the world and a lot of them you know still seek refuge in their parents basements and they're still living off of um, their parents income and uh, you know there's harsh relationships families are divided and, and you know these people that have been caretakers of uh, a lot of these people that are schizophrenic or bipolar or whatever the the label you know whether they're drug addicts and now all these people on meth and heroin that are not sleeping for days and weeks I mean that will drive you insane, just not sleeping for that amount of time and and these people are doing it and th- is this like pleasurable to them i don't I just don't understand the mindset uh, of this generation and of what people choose for fun and the things that they are allowing themselves to be exposed to. And then the whole other side of it is the the growing interest and love of the occult. Uh, there are a, a lot of satanic and um you know luciferian and pagan occult religions and the embrace of what people think of the old ways cuz they're buying into the whole thing that the fallen angels are our gods and that they're you know coming to save us and to bring in this golden age i mean things are so screwed up and and how uh, I, I just we really you know need the most we need Christ to come and to uh salvage and to redeem the whole rescue mission because uh unless the days be shortened, there should be no flesh left, and people are not able to contend with, and there's now even more you know hopelessness in the world and people are um they don't know where to turn and there's not a lot of truth out there as uh, I had read from that quote that you know the voices of truth are few and uh, very limited and people have no idea where to go for guidance, where to find others that have real answers and that can help them to make Sense of what we're contending with in the world, and so because of that, because there's this uh, this lack of truth, um, and evil is good, and good is evil, and things are turned upside down, and all these abominable things are being made and normalized. Um, you know, I don't know if people have really looked at. What's going on in the West Coast and how their affordable housing? The, you know, people are not even able to find affordable housing. Even having jobs, they're having to live in RVs or tents. And there's huge communities of homeless people in uh, on all the states of the West Coast, and it is becoming rampant in society out there is falling apart uh, neighbors and people that live in those areas uh, they're being overrun and overwhelmed and the state governments are failing to provide answers or to give people a safe place a safe refuge and hey, i just, i just don't know i mean these things are Uh, It's just really crazy what we are contending with. And it's just a matter of uh, if you are not in relationship with the Most High, I I feel for you the most because uh, if I didn't have the faith that I have and my ability to lean on the Most High in times of, you know, just when, it seems like the burden of understanding and knowing truth and having the eyes to see is just so overwhelming. You see the, uh, the struggle of so many and how we know in the scriptures, things are only going to get worse and more difficult. Um, uh, just feel for people and, and, and so many are lost in that, not a lot have true relationship the Most High uh, with the Godhead. They um, There's a lot of those that, you know, are uh, the once saved, always saved, and that believe that, you know, they can go to church on Sunday, and they can pay their tithes, and then they can sin for the rest of the six days, and there's so much sexual deviance, and temptation and sinfulness going on in the world. I'm even, you know, hearing back from all of these different ministries that are faltering and people that are just falling to depravity, you know, the people that are supposed to be leaders. And I don't engage in all that hearsay or all those rumors or, you know, or any of that. Uh, but just having an outreach, um, you know, word gets back to you, and I, I don't out any of these people or talk about any of them. But there is a crisis out there, uh, even amongst the the brethren, the the, the people of faith, um, that there's a lot of struggle, and and so I, you know, ask all of us that we without a doubt, pray for each other because that's the least we can do and it's so easy to just, in a time, I mean, even, you know, I realize that most people don't even pray over their food and that's odd to me because myself and my children, we bless everything with regard to food, water, anything that we put into our bodies and we show gratitude and things giving to the Most High uh, every meal and, you know, every day and every new awakening and how people don't do that. I mean, even that simple thing. But um I think incorporating prayer into one's life is very important as well. <clears throat> and for us to pray for each other is um, critical in these times. And that prayer goes, a long ways um, and causes and protects and you know uh, has repercussions and filters out there into the into the world, and then comes back to us uh in the way that the the father said, you know you reap what you sow and uh in that doing good that good will be brought onto you that in prayer, we bless others always. You know, just blessing others and praying for everyone. I, um, it, it, it can do a lot, and most people don't utilize even this simple tool, which costs nothing. It costs nothing, uh, and we can do it at any time and any moment. And we should, in the least, you know, pray for our families and our, Loved ones, but uh, try to pray for our communities and our nation, our world. Even Um, uh, you know, just I'm concerned, like you both are as well. Because as watchmen, you know, we are seeing all these things come down the line. We're blowing the trumpet, and and yet, uh, you know, on YouTube and these. Other platforms, truth is being eradicated. Uh, They are dismantling truth and dissipating, disappearing, eradicating it at every turn of the way. Now everything has been caught up in propaganda so that when you search for truth, you have to go through a lot of what is, you know, just uh, what they want you to read as their truth, which it used to not be that way, but things are certainly Orwellian, and we are in that 1984, that Brave New World, where um, that whole theme of, uh, it's a revolutionary act, uh, you know, truth, and seeking truth, and speaking truth, it's a, it's a revolutionary act, and um, the whistleblowers and those like us—we're uh, becoming few and far in between. Uh, that they're shutting off our voices and that they are hiding um, and dismantling a lot of people's ministries. And uh, we're very fortunate. And uh, we keep getting strikes and keep having our videos taken down and uh, even you know some of the AMA's that you and I have done Dr. Joy on our channels, uh, for whatever reason, they're listening and they, uh, are striking those things down. Um, but at least, you know, we still have a presence and we just keep doing the work as long as we can. Uh, but certainly the powers that be are out there working overtime to, uh, eradicate, uh, the voices of truth and to, to hide, um, uh, you know, those things that are, that are coming, um, and it's unfortunate, and I, I fear for those that have no understanding, no idea about the new world order, and that are not yet up to speed in regard to truth and the study of it, that they may not have the time, um, to really come to, a bigger understanding of the larger uh, picture of what's going on in world and embracing that to really make a change in their lives. But, you know, again, we just keep praying, keep doing the work that we do. And hopefully all of those that are listening, that are, you know, that have the, uh, the minds and the eyes and the ears to understand that you are, also doing the work and planting seeds and hopefully we'll reach as many as we can um, before things even get more out of hand and more insane um, but yeah these are very somber times
1: yeah <clears throat>
2: yeah amen and here's 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 some uh, positive uh, feedback uh, to you in regard to how powerful, especially nowadays, simple concepts that we've been talking about for over 11 years now consistently um, can straighten out a person's walk very, very quickly. For example, uh, this is this real true world story just happened within the last eh, six months or so. And my daughter, I don't remember what triggered it, but she, she says to me in a uh, text message, she's like, Dad, I just don't know if I even believe in Jesus anymore. I don't know if I even believe in Christianity or any of this kind of stuff. You know, what is this nonsense about the earth being only 6,000 years old? And I know that that is a lie, and I know that you know, so if, if that's what the Bible says and the earth's only 6,000 years old, then I just can't believe in the Bible. And I and I said to her, Kristen, who says the earth's only 6,000 years old? That's ridiculous. And she goes really? And I'm like, yes, it's absolutely the most l- ridiculous thing. Anybody who says that has no clue what they're reading in the Bible. They got no idea what the, the magnitude of, the, of our existence in, this, in these universes. And I said, you know, and, and, and it was like she was so relieved. It was something so simple as this notion that her mother was telling her on the phone, that Bible says it, and I believe it, and the earth's suddenly 6,000 years old. And then my daughter's going, well then, I guess I don't believe in the Bible. <clears throat> you know, it was that simple. So you know, it's amazing how God will put people in your path that you can share the simplest concept and change their entire walk forever. I mean, I, I experienced that, and I was in shock. And um, and if and if and if that's happening to my daughter. How many thousands upon thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people out there are thinking the same right. exact thing, and all they need to know is it's way bigger than these young earth folks are talking about. But anyway, just an example of how vitally important it is that, the, you know, that the information that, that we collectively in our own specializations uh, have been blessed to be able to bring forward because, you know, these recordings sit out there. You know that. They sit out there and people stumble mm-hmm. across them. I mean, you know. You never know what's going to happen. The butterfly effect. I mean, it's just amazing. Praise God! How many people can be touched by even a small amount of work that that you know we we and others have done out there over the years. Praise Jesus! So, right, did right. you want to jump in, uh, uh, Doctor Joy? Thank you. Zen. Well,
5: the thing that is uh, it's really concerning to me. Talking about the numbers of people who are involved in the in the in drugs, witchcraft, those kinds of things. In doing the research that I'm doing right now and the fact that I believe that the DNA has a resonance to it using the pineal gland as a transponder receiver, which you would do in quartz, I find it interesting that any time that you're involved in sorcery, which is pharmakia, and is talking about using drugs, that the drugs are actually causing the body to vibrate at a different frequency. The other day I was looking at something where they were showing that the earth itself was actually speeding up in its movement of time. And while it only seemed to be small increments, it's the fact that it did change. And any time you talk about changing something that literally is on a spinning cycle, it would change the frequency. It's like hitting a guitar string and hitting it harder and then lighter and getting a little bit of a vibrational difference in it. It may be similar to the same kind of sound, but there's a difference in the vibrational pattern of it. When you talk about Earth being under human resonance, and it has its own hertz of resonance, and then everything on the planet was set up by the Creator for it to all kind of be in harmony, like tuning forks kind of in a way. And if that's a change happening, And then you add things like uh, foods that were not supposed to be in our bodies that are manufactured to lodge in different organs of the body. And then you start talking about adding all these medications, uh, nothing like what God intended for us to, to utilize, because even in Scripture it tells you that the leaves of the trees are healing for the nations, meaning it's a natural kind of thing. But there's no way for, you know, big companies to make money unless they, you know, make this particular product and then add all these fillers and all this kind of thing in with it to change it from its natural state so they can make money off of you. And so, you know, a long time ago when I first started looking at these genetically modified organisms – Uh, I wrote about that in Eating the Knowledge of Good and Evil 666, how those genetically modified organisms were something that our bodies really was not going to be able to assimilate if we ate it. And I think that's when we started seeing so much more in the lines of cancer, heart disease, and some of the other things that started happening on a bigger, bigger, much bigger scale than it was a long time ago when people were actually eating lard and and eggs and and drinking cow's milk. They didn't seem to have mirror the complications that we now see with these omega-6 things that are just escalating within our systems. The thing about it is that each, each time we put something in our body that does not or was not supposed to be there, including medications and drugs, you're changing the vibratory state of the body. And if that's happening... And the intent is to one day lock your DNA into a a mark of the beast. I think with some of the things that we're already seeing with children, with the the numbers of uh, vaccination programs that we put into place to get kids into the school system. Of course, anybody that knows anything about my research, that my husband of 33 and a half years who took the big flu shot ended up in a very serious Guillain-Barre syndrome and we did not know what it was because that was not something that people were noting at the time. And then, of course, it it literally destroyed him over a a uh, nine-and-a-half-year period of time where he lost all neurological functions. I think it's pretty interesting that we're seeing these kinds of things starting to escalate. I know uh, I got something from the CDC uh, questioning about whether or not some of this... uh, Uh, viruses that they're seeing in children right now that are respiratory related may have some connection to a non-polio enterovirus. Whatever's going on, it seems to me that the vibratory state of people are changing. And I always worried about the first time I started noting things that could happen was when I wrote about the fact that Pokemon was invented, and they had a certain kind of Pokemon thing over in Japan, and every one of the children that was watching that particular show that particular day ended up in the emergency rooms having seizures, and I'm like, okay, they they were watching something, So there was was sound, there was light, there was frequency involved in it, and then I started noting that all of the uh, games that kids were starting to play had a monotone kind of sound to it with sound, lights frequency. And it was almost like when you get into the shaman of the African nations, when they would put people into a frenzy, they would have a certain beat. Even the Indians would do that. And they would keep that beat going. That beat, if you say 72 beats a minute in a room, over and over again will actually kill you. Your body can't withstand it. So if you do it in increments, Over a long period of time, the whole intent has been to be able to biologically control us at a distance so that they could use something like electromagnetic waves to be able to lock onto you. So you think about how all of this has been in the technological field actually programming the mind, the body to respond to certain stimuli. And now that you see, like, the numbers of people, just look at the fentanyl that they just keep bringing up every time you turn on the TV. You see just enormous amounts of fentanyl, everything that looks like candy and everything else that kids will take and think it's whatever. The intent is to destroy the, the human body in such a way that it's out of sync with this you know, human resonance of whatever the earth was originally created. So it's getting everything out of kilter. And when you do that, you can't really put it back in because you've now introduced things into the human body that was never meant to be there. And then you add CRISPR technology uh, and you add things into the DNA and it changes the resonance of that DNA. Then it's also going to change the way that your pineal gland is transmitting and receiving because it's a cris- like a, a crystal quartz inside of your head. The thing that I noted first was the fact that the migratory problems with birds were being affected by something either in an electromagnetic, 5G capability, whatever. A couple of years ago when you had a lot of the migratory birds landing on pavement in huge parking lots thinking it was water, and they were all for the migratory path. So the migratory path and the beacon in someone's head is no different really than the third eye that sits in there. It's our pineal gland. is actually controlling our circadian, rit- circadian rhythms. When all of this gets out of balance, then humanity turns on itself. It turns on its- You turn your own body because you can't fight something that you can't control and you can't see that's controlling you at a distance. So I see how fast this technology is improving and it's going to lock everybody together in this beehive mind. And then it's going to be a choice, but they're going to offer you the opportunity for eternal life by taking that particular mark. And if you don't take it, then, of course, they're going to kill you because they're going to let you think, well, you know, is there really a heaven and a hell? And the moment you cross over, are you really going to the grave or not? My research truly proves that you don't go out and lay in a grave. So if anybody thinks that anybody's laying out there in that graveyard – They are not because the moment that their heart quit beating and their mind finally got where it was supposed to be according to science now that can be proved, there is something happening immediately. So you either go into heaven or hell immediately after you stop breathing. It's one or two places. The way that these people are trying to make people believe is that they can put them and connect them to artificial intelligence. And they're going to try to put you into like the Neuralink and do the brain interfaces and it's going to connect your DNA so you can never get away from it it's your personal fingerprint your DNA is different than anybody else's DNA it's singing it's on tune and once it's connected to the system you cannot break it it's just like the matrix movies when there became a time to get rid of the red pill blue pill whatever and, and destroy you it's just pulling a it's pulling a switch and they biologically control you. You cannot fight something that's actually connecting to your DNA because your DNA, even if you take it out of you and put it in a Petri dish, dish somewhere, when you react in fear, anxiety, that DNA of yours is reacting as if it's con- still connected to you. So let people start getting your DNA and start playing with it at a distance. Now they're talking about these biointerfaces that the DNA is actually producing like a biofuel around you. I am telling you this is the most evil thing that's ever been brought upon humanity. We I mean we thought that the the recent um taking viruses out of the the wild and making them gain of function viruses and then having these perfect little so-called things that were patented before the, the 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 viruses were created. We thought that was bad enough and that was crimes against humanity. I am telling you right now the crime against humanity is the controllability of you as a as a remote controlled being. And the technology is already there. And it's only gonna take getting someone is gonna step up as as the Antichrist to push us through this ecological system of what the United Nations wants to do with the sustainability goals and objectives by twenty thirty. So we're already eight we're eight years out. We're closing in on 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 seven years out So if that's the case And we know that the tribulation period We are told is going to happen at a certain period of time There's no doubt we're already in that So the great wrath That hopefully we'll be taken out of By the time we get just a little bit further into this With the Antichrist coming into the picture And then the mark of the beast being presented We're not far away from that Because the technology that I'm looking at can completely control you like you are a remote controlled being, and once you're connected to it, it is over. That's why if you take that mark, you can never enter the gates of heaven. That's why the Bible's telling you know what you are choosing. This is serious stuff. I mean, it's very serious stuff, and I I'm amazed at it because the it, the genius behind it is so. I mean, evil genius. It's absolutely amazing to me when you can catch up what they're up to. And they are literally going to connect everybody on this planet to this system. It's going to be just like the beehive mind of the Tower of Babel. And there's no escape from it if you ever decide to lock yourself into it. You will never escape. That's why the mark of the beast sends you to hell because there's no way to pull it out of you. It is literally locked into your DNA. So I think, you know, tonight we've really tried to make people aware that this is not some, you know, conspiracy theory. This is seriously that we are the end of days, and we are literally, I'm literally begging people. I'm literally telling people that I love. I love you, but I love your soul more than I do your flesh or what you can give me because the days are short, they are short. I, I mean, any any moment, the catching away could happen, and I think we need to be aware of
2: that. Yeah, amen to that. Um, you know, I just tell people, all we need is a manifestation of the Antichrist and showing up of some kind of extraterrestrial, whatchamacallit, of some kind or another. That's a strong delusion as far as I'm concerned. And it really is. they are just two events, and it's, a, it's prophesied out the yin-yang. So we've got, like, untold numbers of prophecies that talk about all of these events. come And, and we're – I mean, that could happen
5: tomorrow. It
2: could happen tomorrow. That's right. So again, we are I mean, we yeah, see yeah, we're that, We the see the UFOs edge.
5: right now. The UFO thing right now is going to be used as that Fallen Angel agenda. That's yep. in the making. And we also see the sustainability stuff, the right people that's going to walk in and make us follow this under ecological reasons. They're going to mandate under ecological reasons. When that happens, we've got the Antichrist in place. We've got all this stuff. We've got the Starlink satellites. They're just getting more and more of them up there so they can connect everybody to them. It's right in our faces, and it's sad. It's sad.
2: And and you know what? The UFOs always seem to – and this this is not new news, but the the UFOs always seem to show up whenever there's a new – nuclear event or the threat of a nuclear event, or an actual detonation and a test. Now, that being said, why why is that relevant? Well, because right now we have the Ukraine publicly announcing that they believe that they have the right to use tactical nukes to protect themselves against the Russians. You got that, and you also got continuous sorties being flown by the F-35s in concert with the United States and the IAF because they're practicing to, to uh, go in and uh, wipe out the Fort Dowell facility, which they've already openly admitted must be done with tactical nukes. Any of those events that occur, guess what? It's the perfect excuse for these entities to show up in mass and tell everybody we're here to save the day. But anyway, I didn't want to run out of time for Zen. Zen, did you want to jump in?
3: Uh,
6: yes, I think, you know, again, and as we have been reiterating, that is the end game. Um, You can go to Carolyn Rosen, Dr. Carolyn Rosen. She was the assistant to Dr. Werner von Braun who started the NASA program and he talked about how there was this deception coming and that uh, they would have humanity accept the ancient aliens as the returning gods. And this without a doubt in my mind is part of the strong delusion and uh, the return of the Antichrist, Apollyon, Abaddon the Destroyer. Uh, These things are intricately tied, uh, in my opinion, to all these things. Uh, Because we see the History Channel pushing this whole thesis and how so many independent researchers, you know, you got all these guys on Gaia TV and ancient aliens and they're all talking about oh the the angels they're they're extraterrestrials you know they're they're extraterrestrial beings and and deities and uh the Bible was misunderstood, and you have to understand it in this way to make any sense of it and and so you know there's all these people that are ready to bend the knee at the ancient aliens uh you know to uh, accept them and to welcome them in, and even have the Vatican uh, opening the doors and preparing the way. And so, um, there's definitely something coming uh, that's going to be connected to all of that. Uh, we just had, you know, the uh, the the Queen uh, passing away, and who knows? I know Dr. Joy has a lot of research on that. So I'd be interested in hearing, uh, from her, you know, with regard to, to that before we, uh, end this program.
2: Go for it, Joy. Here, hold on a second. I, I want to bring your mic up because we had a little uh, noise coming in. Hold on. Here you go. All right. You're well, live.
5: The, the biggest concern that I have is that the, the agenda for what we know that William is doing with this earth shot prize and that he has got every one of the, create technological uh, businesses, industry. Everything is behind him, money-wise, to make sure that we save planet Earth. And you've got King Charles now, the third, walking into a situation where, you know, there's always been this thought that he would never be king. The era of Prince, I mean, of Queen Elizabeth is gone. So the fact that we've got two people now that really are involved in the ecological movement of this world and we're not talking about just for Britain they are in the world picture and because they have the money that they have and the influence with the people that, that really want to please them, I mean what we're about to see I think is perfect setup. Uh, Charles has definitely got the, the red dragon uh, of uh, on his crest, you've got William Who is definitely um, King Arthur? I mean, Charles named him to be that. So you know, when you look at all these connections to what we were were told in in the the Grail lore's about that one day the king that once had been here, King Arthur, would come back and live again as a child and grow up and bring about Camelot on Earth. I mean, that's what they're seeking is to bring back Earth into sustainability and be able to pull it off. I mean it's not about these other issues that we once thought were so serious. Now we're looking at everybody coming together to try to save planet Earth. And then you've got, you know, the Asian bloc versus the European bloc, and it's like I said many, many times, the person that's gonna run the European bloc is probably more than likely going to be uh, the British Because they've always been behind, you know, they were involved with Hitler. They were involved with the Vatican. All that's connected under table, but it's really real. You do the research, it's there. And then when you think about the Asian bloc, we've got the the Chinese with this huge military capability of coming in and trying to take over everything. It's all about sustainability. It's all about where are the resources at? I mean, our water's drying up. Look at our country here. Our water's completely going by. In the Middle East, it's all turning to salt. I mean, water is critical. The oceans are dying, the the fishing are you know, are killing things, like coming after people like the sharks all up and down the coast, there's no cold water and if the earth continues to heat and they know it's going to our our electrical grids are gonna start filling. So what happens in all of this is that people start panicking and so they're list, willing to listen to anybody that can help, you know, them believe that they can save planet Earth so that we can continue to live as a species on this planet. So the two people that are at the top of their game and at the top of the game in the world overseeing a lot of this has to do with now King Charles III and Prince, who is now Prince of Wales, Prince William. And according to the Book of Daniel, that Prince is going to come in with flatteries and whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how long King Charles lasts. Um, and how this is all going to play out because he has been grooming William to be King Arthur for a very, very, very long time, and so I think all eyes should be on the sustainability goals, his Earthshot Prize, and um, how Charles is either going to fail at what he's doing and kind of meet the criteria. Of the person that comes before the Antichrist and that is to do something very very strange in the Isles and the Prince of the Covenant is only mentioned one time in Scripture there in Daniel and we talk about Prince of the Covenant it's a League of Nations and I've been looking at the um, the G7 trying to go to a DC 10 grouping to form that European block and if so they'll have to have somebody over them that literally has the capability, and the monetary capability to bring all of that together and utilize the bigger industries in the world for their gain of all of these particular products economically that countries are giving out of. So it's going to become a real push for uh, certain materials, water, certain kinds of foods, those kind of things, we're going to start seeing. I, and, in fact, I believe by the time we get into wintertime here in the United States, we're going to see some major problems. And I think that England is it's going to go through a really, really dark winter because of the the gas issue that is there due to um, Putin in, in, you know involved with Ukraine. And those gas, natural gas prices are like 800% greater than they were last year. Right now in the United States, I think they said, about half of the United States people are behind on paying their electrical bills. So what we're going to see is that continue to skyrocket because everything is going to continue to heat up and water is going to become probably so scarce in the United States that probably everything out in the Midwest is going to have to move somewhere because there's so many millions of people out there that are not going to be able to get water. So I think that the person that's looking to save planet Earth – we need to be paying close attention to. Yes,
0: right, absolutely.
2: right. Amen. And yeah, there's and there's so many parallel dynamics that are happening that we can't even keep our there's no way to keep tabs on at all. I mean, you know, to your point about the the uh, rent and the electric bills there, I saw an article that said over 22 million people in the United States are behind on their electric bills and that's pretty right. lately every every yeah. single topic we talk about let's say let's say just for instance, we talk about twenty separate end times topics. Well, what concern it doesn't concern me, and I'm fine with it because that's what the bible says, but while we're watching all the big stuff that's going on around us, how much more so are people getting ejected from their houses, evicted, losing their homes we We can't keep up with all of it. We can't keep up with it. Like, no. just today, I was like, wow, I thought, I, I'm like, I was thinking to myself, this is just a random thought. You know, we really haven't heard that much about fires in California this year. I wonder what's going on. And I looked into it, and the whole West Coast is on fire. They have over That's 98 right. yeah. active fires right now. And it's just That's unbelievable. Right. We're not even being told about any of this stuff, and you can lose sight of it right. real easy, and it's spinning out of control. Uh, you know, the, literally the foundations of all the things that we take for granted in this, and, and if it's happening in this country, how much more so in the other countries? Yeah, I tell people all the time: look at what's going on in Europe, look at what's going on in China, and get ready because it's coming as way. Yes. But right, you know,
5: see, they keep they wag the dog. They keep things like. Trump and Biden and all that on the TV, but they're not telling us how bad everything's getting. They are no, literally no. wagging the dog in our face, and we're we're focusing no, on stupid things instead of true yeah. things.
2: It really is, and it's 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 um you know what I'm just glad that we're getting close to to the evacuation mission. That that's that's all I'm really. I've been seeing people, I I can't wait to get off this Alien, Demon, infested Rock for 11 years, 4,000 shows, maybe 5,000 by now. Who knows? And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But if I need to stay and do some more work, then praise God, and we'll just, you know, muddle through it. But um, thank you guys for coming. Zen, do you want to close with some prayers for us tonight?
6: Sure. Father, we just humble ourselves before you again, and thanksgiving for each new day and for the opportunity that we have to do the work that we do and on behalf of you and the kingdom and announcing and sounding the warning and blowing the trumpet, Lord. I just hope that people are and have the time to to hear and to incorporate our message into their lives and to really prepare themselves in their families for those things that are coming and I pray Lord that you are able to help uh, all those that are struggling in need and that they find an avenue to take care of themselves and their families in these strange and awkward times and I just ask that you put a hedge of protection upon all of us those that are your people and that are truly committed to serving you in the capacity that you would have us do, Lord, that we want to honor those sacred vows that we've made to you and to really help others and to take care of the less fortunate and to prepare, prepare people with truth and arm them with knowledge so that they can help others. And we need that snowball effect to to come into work and come into play, especially in these times that we're in. But we just love you so much. We bow ourselves before you. We give all honor, praise, and thanksgiving to you. And then we just thank you for um, Christ dying on the cross in order to bring us salvation, to rectify the fall, and to restore us to our first state. Uh, We just ask that you bless all of us and help us to do the work and to be committed in it, in Your name and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Amen. Praise God. Thank you, guys, both Dr. Joy, brothers, and always I, my all-time favorite, love to get together with you all the time. Look forward to this program, and um, and just you know everybody just keep on hanging in there, uh, and uh, and get rid of the negativity, rebuke it. Rebuke it. Kick it out. Praise God. Lots of praise. Lots of worship. And let me tell you something. It'll change your life. You just got to stick with it because the devil's going to keep on hammering at you to try to get you depressed. And I, I'm i am the poster child for depression, so I know what I'm talking about. Praise God. So, anyway, God bless you all. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Zen. I love you. Thank you, uh, Dr. Joy. I love you. I can't wait for love us to get too, together brother. again next month. Yeah, hang in there, guys. Uh, everybody, hang in there and just push through. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the That's key. Right. God bless you all. Amen. It really is. Love y'all. More time when you need. Love y'all. All right. God bless Good you word. all. I'll see y'all. All right. uh, let's see. It's Sunday night, September the 11th. Oh my gosh, nothing bad happened. I can't believe it. And we'll see you Wednesday night, at 7 p.m. Lord willing. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Lord,
6: we come to you with repentant
0: hearts. We seek you with all our might Sinners at the mercy of grace Redeemed we are by your grace Praise his holy name Praise the King of Kings
6: I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.